Some days, some games, go setting gamers back, but the power players are picking up the slack. There's no game challenge we can refuse, with power we can't lose. Pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-play-ing with power, there's no way to fail, thanks to Howard. No, no, it never fails once he's involved. Whatever game's too hard gets solved. Watch it, chip, chip, down, down. Rescue Rangers play with power and there's no danger. No, no, we just can't fail because we got maps to beat all enemies and traps. Nintendo power issue for 14 because we're playing with power. Hi, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Mike King. Joining me is your other hosts, Ben. Hello. And Uh, Mike, don't quit your day job. (laughs) (laughs) And we have John here as well. New as the last one. Hi, everyone. And And we have a guest with us. Mike, you want to tell us about our guest? Sure. As we mentioned in the previous episode, uh, I found Catherine Spears as am I it's actually uh spires is it yes, yes. yeah but that's fine <laughs> that's a problem everyone does it everyone this is why i go by ben on the podcast that's the problem with text-based communication pronunciation is a lost art okay all right so, we so found I Catherine. Found Catherine. last name to be <laughs> determined later okay <laughs> As part of my quest to uh, find people that are mentioned in Nintendo Power Publications, and this was the first one to actually respond. Well, that wasn't a restraining order, let's be, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> and they were still alive. Yep, she was very uh, helpful and friendly and forthcoming with information, and uh, some of that information revealed that she has a uh, personal relationship with the benefactor of this uh, magazine, Howard Phillips. So, uh, Catherine, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your relationship with the man and how it came to be. So you contacted me because you saw me in a fun club issue winning some sort of robot contest, right? Yes, right. you built a, yes. a, a robot sculpture out of food items. And yeah. you won a robot. <laughs> you won a Rob, to which I asked, <laughs> what are you still doing with it? <laughs> and... You uh, you summed it up best with a question: What's a rob? Like what? <laughs> the same thing everyone else is doing with it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, so that is a true thing that happened to me in my childhood. But you got more than you bargained for because Howard Phillips is my stepdad. Sweet. Ta-da! <laughs> we have a family connection to the great Howard. <laughs> huh. Was he your stepdad at the time, or uh, when did he enter your life? Yeah, he married my mom when I was four, and that's young. I mean, they must have dated for at least a year beforehand, and I don't remember him not being in my life. So, yeah, he's always been wow. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, were did you like? Was Nintendo Power big in your house, or uh, how did that like? Were you a gamer growing up, or or, or was it kind yeah, how of weird? Mu- how much of his uh, professional life spilled over into personal life? I guess is the question. Well, so much because he was something of a celebrity, you know, within a very niche audience. But we would get calls at three in the morning from like panicked 14 year old boys asking about how to get to the next level. Because that was back <laughs> in the white pages. You mean the players hotline went to his house? 
It didn't go to his house, but we for like the first few years of Nintendo Power, we were still listed in the phone book, and we because like nothing oh, okay. take his name out. And his so father was also named Howard Phillips, so he would also get calls that he I, had no yeah. idea how to interpret. It was like speaking a different language, I'm sure. So, so in that. Yeah. Sense, <laughs> Now, I think I remember reading an interview where he said that his dad was getting a lot of like calls in the night from yep. like kids asking for tips. Yep, that is a real thing that happened. <laughs> so, what, what was his response? Would he actually help these kids, or he'd be like, "Hey, you got one number"? Probably more of the latter, or saying you need to call during business hours at the hotline, or something like that, or <laughs> pretending, or probably like having my mom answer the phone or something. Oh, I don't geez. know. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't he didn't enlist you to give out Zelda tips or anything like that, huh? No, and I never I wouldn't call myself a gamer by any mm. stretch, but I know that like we played the beta versions of the games and like I know okay. that I played games that never came to market and that sort of thing. Mm. So I'm sure a lot of people think that's cool, but I just it I have a little bit of a contrary streak and I always have and I think that because <laughs> Nintendo was like a big deal in our family. I was like, whatever. I read books. That's what I'm about. Well, right. Yeah, everything your dad's into, you know, your parents are into are not cool at a certain age, right? So, well, to a certain extent, however, like we did go to Universal Studios because of his work. He did get me backstage at a New Kids on the Block concert because of his work. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a huge deal. Huge deal for me. Yeah. And Donnie Wahlberg was a dick. <laughs> oh, that doesn't well, surprise a, me. I, I want to hear that whole story, but I don't, I don't know if we uh, yeah, but oh, that's that's too bad. No, no. Sorry. Let's get into that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, totally. I think I was in second grade, I want to say, and they came to the kingdom and we went backstage. I believe that it was me and Howie. I call him Howie. Also, not Howard. Well, inside. Oh. Tip. <laughs> and I I think that the other Nintendo employee there was Gail Tilden, who was the editor-in-chief of Nintendo Power, and her nieces, who were a little bit older than me and had, like, NKOTB swag. Like, one of them was wearing earrings. One of the earrings said, I love, and the other one said, Jordan. And, like, I wasn't a preteen yet, so I didn't have cool (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) But he – so we were backstage, and I remember – was it Jordan? Yeah, I think Jordan Knight came by and, like – Houseled my hair, so obviously, like that was a highlight of my life that I still remember. Uh, and what, have you washed the hair since, or is it no, busy? no, absolutely not, and I All never right. will. Um, <laughs> and how we just in brought- dreads now? <laughs> yeah, totally, it's pretty gross. Um, how he had brought them games, like as a gift, and I remember being so uncomfortable because Donnie Wahlberg was like, "These aren't the games I play. I don't like these games. Why would you bring me these games?" Oh, jeez. Oh, God, so awful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I will now hate him a little bit, too, if that makes you feel any better. Thank you so much. <laughs> My disinterest in him is uh, just as equal before the story as it was now. <laughs> and, and so does anybody have any other questions about, you know, growing up in the Nintendo power, you know, sphere of influence? Yeah, so... I do have a question. So in one of the fun club issues, it, he uh, Howard writes Howie Howard writes in uh, that um, he was asked to fly to Orlando, Florida, to put together a rock music rock music video for them. And um, does this exist? Does, does this exist anywhere? 
remember in Orlando trip, I remember that when I have vague memories of going to New York when uh, when my mom and him were still dating, but I was really little then. What I remember more are two things. He used to have to go to Tokyo all the time, constantly. Boo, except for awesome because he'd come back with presents. And that's how I knew about Totoro before other people in America did, which was awesome. And um, when the what's what was it? The Nintendo World Championships. Oh, yep, we're on those yep. episodes. That's the issues now that we're, we're in. So. Okay, yep. this was like a huge deal to me because we got to go down to LA and we stayed at the in Universal City, I think, at the Hilton. Wow, and I we went and we watched the rehearsals. And I remember I didn't know the song We Are the Champions. The first time I ever heard it was when <laughs> all of the Nintendo World Champions were singing it, and I thought it was. <laughs> Very beautiful, very moving. Wow. And um, also, we saw John Travolta in the hotel lobby and he was drinking orange juice, seared in my mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so random. Special, like, <laughs> special Scientology orange juice or just normal orange juice? Probably, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was Thetan free orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Thetans out of this. <laughs> anyway. Took yeah. a break from his e meter. And anybody else have any other. Uh, power questions. Uh, do any of uh, do you recall playing any games that uh, either uh, made it to market and did good, and you thought, oh well, they improved it, or did you ever play some games that uh, you thought were okay but didn't make it to market, or did any stand out? The only I can't remember. I mean, there were games that didn't make it to market, but I can't. I mean, there was one that was like about haunted robots. But to be honest, that might have been a different game company. That might have been after Nintendo, like um, LucasArts or THQ, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I played Tetris before it was made public. Okay, sweet. And Did yeah, you think it was going to be awesome when you when you played it. We were like, this is the jam. Oh, Tetris is so addictive, and like. Right. I was no different than anyone else. I played a lot of <laughs> Duck Hunt as well, and a lot of Super Mario Brothers. And one thing I've noticed from reading Howie's um, Facebook fan page is that Zelda seems to be the one that really affected people the most. Like that—that mm-hmm. that is such a big deal to most Nintendo fans. I feel like, but I don't know if I was too young when it came out, or I didn't mm-hmm. really know about Zelda. It kind of passed. Well, Robin Williams named his daughter after. Zelda, right? That's yeah, the yeah. yeah. That's the reason. Daughter. Mm-hmm. There you go. He didn't name um, her uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. <laughs> so, how much did your life change after uh, Howard left uh, Nintendo uh, altogether? Did you get oh. less of the in-person greetings and whatnot? Was that better, or worse? Actually, no, because it was at a subsequent company that led me to going to the Chicago premiere of. Home Alone 2 and meeting Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that that, was that post-Michael Jackson Macaulay Culkin? Or? Uh, <laughs> probably around the same time. Okay. Wow. God, my main memory is like, even though I was still a kid, I was like, oh no, I feel bad for Macaulay Culkin. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Not through any fault of his own, but I was sort of like formally introduced to him, which is fine, you know, you meet people all right. the time, but then I noticed that, like, other kids would, like, follow him into the bathroom. Like, Ooh. he could not get a second alone. It seemed awful to be him. Um, 
Yeah. Well, he seems, it, he seems normal now, kind of, so. <laughs> it looks like he uh, escaped from the hospital, but. Yeah, no. He's just I, I think he's had, a, he's had a rough life. Yeah. yeah. I feel sad for him, but. You didn't really make it out quite as safe as uh, Neil Patrick Harris did, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, he oh. owns everything now, doesn't he? Uh, I know. So. No, he, he, um, he always did. He just allowed it to, he just allowed us to know it recently. And so, Catherine, you, you've, you're actually a current podcaster yes i am yes i do have a podcast i live in los angeles so it's kind of required here yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah it's, it's required like, to to have to have a you know an apartment you have to put yeah. down your podcast uh, uh location yeah. <laughs> or your yeah right it's a deposit you, so. you screw the, and uh, you screw the apartment over you lose the podcast <laughs> what is your what is your podcast called it is called how it got in your mouth Ooh. and it is a food history podcast Okay. Um, every episode we talk about a different dish and where it came from and how it evolved and how it got in your mouth. <laughs> and I will say, actually, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts in my spare time and uh, in the prep for this, I've added that podcast to my rotation and there's a couple, like, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, uh, going into listening to some of these, but, um, I think you do a great job for one and, uh, it's really interesting. It's funny because like I have these ideas in my head. Like I re- I happen to really like pad thai, so that was one of the first ones that mm-hmm. I listened to. And I'm li- I'm like thinking about it, and you start you're 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 talking about all these great. Uh, so the first normal the normal structure is you you know talk about the dish, sort of variations on it, how modern changes are going through the dish, and uh, then you often talk about you know places in in LA that are doing different interpretations because obviously you're, you're you and your co-host uh, Aaron correct are are yep. um, both based in LA so um, you get a lot of sort of what different takes are being done in LA how the dish is changing and and, and good places to go and I always feel bad living in Arizona because it's like super backwoods compared to LA. It's like oh maybe we'll get that eventually but um, <laughs> It was funny. You were talking about the pad thai, and you're like, "Oh, the, you, you guys started talking about the other places, and you were talking about Vegas." And I was thinking, "Oh, you, you know, Lotus of Siam, that restaurant." And then all of a sudden, you guys are talking about Lotus of Siam and how amazing it is. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap! Get out of my head!" So uh, I definitely <laughs> enjoyed this listening. Is good, to that. It's good. We do talk about LA a lot. We try and talk about other places too, but it's kind of a losing battle because there's no possible way we could mention like all the good donut shops. Right the world so <laughs> i'm not asking you to it just makes it makes me sad to be in arizona in a little bit because it's like oh well, you have all this great stuff but john we could always do a special episode you know where we talk about your favorite filibertos you know yeah, right? Mexican food place yeah you gotta go or where to get the best sonoran dog have, yeah have you heard about the sonoran dog Catherine? <laughs> i don't remember what the sonoran dog toppings are what makes it sonoran um well you wrap the hot dog in bacon and instead of a hot dog bun it's a bolero roll and then they put like it's kind of got the stuff that you would have in like a taco around it, like lettuce, beans, uh, kind of or more like a burrito, I guess. And then they ha- they have like mustard and sour cream and all kind. Of, it's it's actually pretty pretty. It's horrid sounding, but it's amazing. So if no, you ever I find your if you find your way out to Arizona, we'll 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 take you to a to a good uh, Sonoran dog restaurant. <laughs> it actually sounds a lot like a Dodger dog in L.A. Yes, Again, I, bacon. That's mm-hmm. probably the key is the wrapping it in bacon. Yeah, and, right. and of course, anything wrapped in bacon, that's always yeah. just a good call. So. Yeah. Um, and so you're, did you go to school for nutritional anthropology or, or, or you like, know, are you? 
I didn't, but my major was religious studies, and it okay. was kind of the same idea as doing food anthropology now. I just call it food anthropology because no real reason. It kind right. of, People get the point when I say that. Um, mm-hmm. It's like looking at history, but through a much more specific lens. Okay. So, yeah. And so what's like the weirdest, uh, most interesting food history you found so far? Like shepherd's pie was started by vikings or something i i, I, I think I, I think i'm pretty sure it's poutine <laughs> you <got> the most? <laughs> i mean it's just like cheese on top of potatoes that's the thing is that sometimes the origins of dishes can be like oh right right they added a fat to a carb sure that makes sense and the right. story's really there but i let like the episode and the subject nearest and dearest to my heart is tiki so just talk okay. to me about how tiki culture was invented and how it's like from California and how it had to do with the rise of Hollywood and that those kind of stories I just love so much. And my other question was, are you sad that uh, Good Eats is no longer in production? Because when they cut to the uh, the question where they say, if we could have a nutritional anthropologist here to answer our question, you couldn't you couldn't answer their call to to come in and provide Alton Brown with uh, with advice on the uh, dishes that he's talking about. Are you, is that does that make you sad? No, it makes me happy because now there's a hole in the market that maybe my podcast. There, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Um. So yeah, everybody, go go at it. It's really fun. It's really uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's good socially uh you know you're out eating on a date or you know with friends and you have a you know good story about the dish that you're all sharing because that's that's really what food's all about is bringing people together at the end of the day so um i would i would highly recommend it how it got in your mouth uh you're on all the major like you know stitcher Podbean, all that stuff correct no i don't know if we're on Podbean. i can't remember we're on stitcher we're on itunes we're on soundcloud i remember those Definitely. <laughs> I know you're on Stitcher because I, I use Stitcher for you guys. So Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, that would be my, my main thing. Uh, my other, I actually had one question. Like I always I, – my minor in, in college was geography, and I was always really interested in – like there's certain foods that I just think are like geographically very – like I, how do I explain this best? Like Vietnamese food – um, is this beautiful mix because you've got French colonial influences with like Chinese influences meets um, like Southeast Asian influences. And I think that when you get those melting pots, like that's really like where you get something like Ethiopian, especially as well, because you've got um, Italian colony with uh, Middle Eastern food. And then, of course, the African influences. So are there do you have any particular like is is that side of things interest you at all as well like when you're approaching dishes like the geographical and historical influences yeah it's funny you mentioned vietnamese because we did an episode about banh mi which was the vietnamese sandwiches and that whole episode was me like ranting and raving about colonialism so yeah Mm -hmm. it's completely fascinating to me yeah cool Mm -hmm. all right guys well do you want to get started with uh the issue is that good with everyone yep i'm satisfied okay so we're uh this is issue uh 14 july august of 1990 obviously from uh, mike's uh uh toneful intro uh Mm -hmm. we have uh disney's chippendale rescue rangers on the cover and uh, it's illustrated with uh, chippendale falling in front of a light bulb with uh i can't remember the name of the cat it's fat cat guy 
fat cat voiced by Jim in a window behind them uh scratching oh, what, at the what window. was that what was that mike voiced, was by, voiced, by, Jim, by? voiced by jim cummings okay that guy owned the Disney Hour. I mean, I think he was. Uh, <laughs> I think he was sheer. Con- uh, no, he was uh, uh, Don Falcone or whatever. Oh, Don Carnage on Tailspin. Yes, he was Darkwing yes. Duck. Mm. He was Fat Cat. I think he was also Monterey Jack. That that guy, like you, you wouldn't have had Disney without him. Yeah, he <laughs> did a lot of voices in those days. All right, uh, yeah, and so, we've got uh, yeah. Let's yeah. get into the issue. Well, it looks like Fat Cat is happy because. Chip and Dale have fallen onto a light bulb, and being an incandescent bulb, it is so hot, I assume that their feet are now fused to it. And that's why, <laughs> that's why he's laughing, because they landed in the worst possible spot and fell into his trap. Well, and they'll be cooked by the time he gets in there, would kind of be his hope, I would assume, mm. right? Yeah, well, as long as they're out of the picture, he's happy. <laughs> well, I always thought Fat Cat wanted to eat them. I don't uh, remember that. No, they kept interfering with his criminal enterprises. Yeah, I but and they just wanted to eat them as a form of revenge, but you know, just uh, murdering murdering them would be uh, fine with them as well. Well, and in the movie, he was the cat of the main villain, right? He wasn't the main villain until the show, is what I remember. Like there was a movie. I thought there was. Oh yeah, there's a. No, there's oh, a Chippendale. No, there's movie. no movie. Yes. No, you're screwed. Yes. No. I'm calling. I remember <laughs> seeing the pilot. They were investigating this bad guy, and the big surprise at the end was that it was the cat that was running the Enterprise, and that was Fat Cat. I remember the pilot, and that's how it ended. All right. Maybe Sometimes they stitch together, like, the first three episodes together into, like, a DVD movie. Or they call it a movie, whatever. Well, back then it would be a VHS release. It would be, like, Correct. A, a pilot, uh, just, like, the first three episodes. Right. Yeah, they were big but not season releases. We're just like, hey, let's just have a greatest hits thing. All right. He's the, he's the main end. Oh god, you're driving me nuts. Let's move on. All right, <laughs> table okay, of contents. No, no, table of contents. Are you kidding me? We got to talk about this advertisement. Oh, didn't we already cover that in previous? Uh... No, it's a different guy. Oh, it's a slightly different Saved by the Bell looking ripoff. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they changed it. They did. It's got the uh, ultimate '90s vibe going on here. We have the uh, static television background with the squiggly neon lines and shapes behind this guy smiling and holding a rolled up Nintendo power like he's going to whack you with it uh, mm-hmm. on the nose. <laughs> Bad gamer. You're not playing with power. Well, he's <laughs> smiling too, so he's happy about doing it. And uh, he, this whole ad is asking you to uh, subscribe to Nintendo power. And, and uh, yep. of yep. course, uh, I love how it's like for just $30, which is in bold and then in not bold, $42 Canadian. <laughs> Freaking racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you All get a, right. apparently if you subscribe, you get a uh, bronze pin with one wing that says Team Power on it. And if you subscribe for two years, you get a silver pin with two wings on it. Whoa. Oh I remember like, those pins. I'm just going to jump oh. in exactly whenever I remember something. I remember those pins. <laughs> yes, nice. Please do. That's exactly why we want you here <laughs> to just chime in and go. By the way, something you didn't know, this was a big part of my life because I have a whole bunch of these in my house or something. Did you did you put them on your trapper keeper? <laughs> my trapper keeper, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Man, nice. if I was in high school in this era, my dating life would have been so different. Because <laughs> all the boys in like first grade and second grade were very impressed. But what are you gonna do with that when you're eight? Nothing. That's yeah. what. So. Yeah, <laughs> not, you're not really into not really into boys at that point, right? Kind of, kind of like still icky, right? Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah, not no, no, not really into boys. Yeah. yeah. No. No, All right. Only uh, '80s movies do preteens have romances? <laughs> or in uh, Wes Anderson movies? Oh God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The modern '80s director. Yeah. yeah. All right, right. table of contents. I didn't have anything in here. Well, did you guys? I did. I was uh, looking at the uh, mention for Crystallis on page 46. It says, Mm. The survivors of a nuclear holocaust need your help in a world gone mad. Magic, telepathy, and powerful swords play a role in this adventure. So my first thought with was a nuclear holocaust. Does that mean nuclear Hitler is at it again? (laughs) damn Hitler he survived codename Viper Uh, he's back his reign of terror endures Okay. For those of you listeners not familiar, and or Catherine, if you're not familiar, <laughs> Hitler Kappa is a recurring character on the show. Um, oh. we, it's basically a taken from a screenshot of this, of this game called Codename Viper, where it has a person that looks exactly like Hitler with a full mustache instead of a toothbrush mustache. And he's, and he's a police officer. And so he's a police officer. With this, with this whole backstory to how Hitler became a police officer in, in the early 90s in uh, New York. <laughs> was was our was our early anyway? So in New York, we just call it slash the big city. There we go. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. So back, and, uh, back to reality. Well, no. All right. Uh, then there was the uh, special features with the cess report. So uh, stoners can rejoice. We have another cess report. Oh, CES. Okay, yeah, sorry. Right. And then it talks about Ninja Guide. And now there's not something about the game. It's just I noticed that the. Uh, the font is tilted on the uh, yeah. special features, so just wanted to say, whoever was in charge of that, we caught it. There we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, mailbox. All right. Mailbox. I got dibs on the first one here. Okay, dokie. Please. Championship oh, ben, comments. Ben, your name. So there we from go. Ben Clemmer of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm just going to read the first part of this. It says, I must commend you on a spectacular show. I mean, of course, the NWC, which is Nintendo World Championships. My favorite part was the competition arena. It was impressive. The competition was tough. When the adrenaline starts pumping, you really get into it. I made it into the semifinals, and it was great. My friend, Gary Batman, was one of the finalists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of it talks, talks about, about all the games. Uh, ben Smith, one of the, one of the uh, game uh-huh. counselors. And, yes, and your ben stepdad, he, met, he got your stepdad's autograph. There you he go. got Howie's autograph. Congratulations, Ben. Yep. Right. Ben yeah. Clemmer, I mean, the letter writer. <laughs> yes. Oh, if we can get if we can get an autograph for Ben. Oh, oh. there we go. <laughs> oh, hell with that. I want an autograph from Gary Batman. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, what did you want to talk about with that? Like, just the. I tried the, looking you know, up Gary Batman. I was shocked to find that anyone would have the last name of Batman, and I think mm-hmm. it's a typo because there is yeah. no Gary Batman. I think it's Gary Bateman. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he was in like witness protection, and that was the name he was given. <laughs> His family got killed by Harry Joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then so uh, the next uh, letter—I don't want to read the whole thing—but it's this kid that came up with a cord retractor, like the thing on your um, vacuum cleaner, and he's like, you know, I, I. I kept tripping over the cords, so I made this thing so that we don't have to trip over the cords, and Nintendo Power responds back kind of condescendingly, well, we have, if you bought the Nintendo Satellite, like, you wouldn't have to worry about this. <laughs> but, like, that's the problem with the Satellite, is you get a pile of cords somewhere else in the room. It doesn't solve the problem that uh, Eric is, is, is 
you know, dealt with. That answer breaks my heart. Do you see that little picture that clearly his mom wrote the letter and like yeah. sent mm-hmm. a little picture of him in with his little invention, and then they have to use their answer to mark. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. To plug the kid, yep. This kid is is an awesome little dude, and they stomp all over him. But oh, and then the this. next, the next, yeah. uh, the next, le- the next letter is just weird. <laughs> No, hold on, hold on. Like, the the first response, first sentence of the response to this kid, Eric. Well, Eric, your idea looks good on paper or whatever your model is made of. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Uh, Catherine, this, now's a good time to ask, did, did Howard ever seem to have a mean streak or did he just reserve it for the uh, re- uh, readers? <laughs> Does Is he mean to readers? Like, is this a recurring well, no, thing? Was, what he's saying is he mean around, like, like <laughs> do you have, like, a mean temper at times, I guess? Or does it just come out in Nintendo power form? Uh, <laughs> um, he's not mean. I bet, I bet there were times when it was hard for him to, like, be so nice all the time. Because that whole, like, bow tie vibe, like, smiley guy. I mean, it's not that it's not him, but it was definitely, like, an act that he had... That was his performance that he was paid to do. It must have been exhausting for him. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> just an exaggeration of his nature, but not really a, a defiance of it. Or like he's good natured in general, but then yeah. like he had, yes. to, he had okay. to turn it up to eleven for exactly, exactly. Everyone has their limits, right? right. Too many times, kids ask to see a demonstration of Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so. Or some little upstart the, thinks that he can make a better product than you. So, oh, poor Eric Blackley. <laughs> you got to put little four eyes in his place. So I'm going to try to be quick with this next letter, but it's kind of it's it's a weird letter where she's it's this mom writing, and I'm assuming it's a mom. Uh, both my children are Nintendo, you know, Super Nintendo fans, uh, but you know, we only have 56 days a year of sun in in Washington, so. Uh, I thank goodness for the Game Boy. I can prop them outside with their Game Boy so they get some sun, like they're a, like a fern or something. I don't I like <laughs> they're comatose as soon as they're. Oh engaged. my god! Make sure to water them. <laughs> and then they respond. Nintendo's mean streak continues with, uh, "By the way, you shouldn't put the Game Boy in sunlight. The screen will fade." <laughs> like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Never, never mind the fact that your kids seem to lose inertia when they turn it on. <laughs> Give him some vitamin D and keep him inside. <laughs> Although, the end of the answer, be sure to turn your kids over every so often so they just can't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's kind of funny. <laughs> just get like one of those 7-Eleven hot dog rollers and just leave them on. Yeah. There you go. Oh. I was imagining like a giant like spatula. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John, right. I think we'll leave the uh, the Nest Sanity Saver to you since you seem to be present whenever a Nintendo survives imminent destruction. Oh, yeah, well, every time true. is it. Yeah. Um, so this guy writes, and it's actually a really interesting story. Uh, John McGrath from Worcester, Worcester, uh, Mass, uh, says um, he was in uh, uh, his home in St. Croix was uh, destroyed by Hurricane Hugo. And all the infrastructure was down, so the only thing they had to keep themselves uh, entertained while uh, the island started to pull itself, you know, back up by the bootstraps was an NES, and it gave them hours and hours of uh, entertainment. So, kind of interesting letter, and he he, he sent in some uh, pictures of uh, um, sort of the aftermath, and 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 him propped on the couch while everyone else rebuilt the island around him. It looks like Hopefully so. It's not the same room. It looks like a before and after picture of the same room. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then they they here say right in. Here I was in my sorry. room. 
here I was in my room, and then we knocked down the wall and got a uh, <laughs> an involuntary installation done. And then the patent of power says, write in with your uh, other video game disaster stories, like kind of belittling John <laughs> a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. You got to keep you got to so. keep that hustle strong. Yeah. Hey, this uh, is great. We could have more disaster stories. Send us in. Now, Ben, do you want to take the next letter? Because I actually, I think it's kind of an endearing letter. It's very sweet. Oh, sure. Um, it talks about um, an older older couple buying a Nintendo Entertainment System uh, for their grandkids when they visited. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up getting hooked on the system. So they're playing um, the games together. Uh, the husband and wife team. One of them controls the the game. The other one draws maps or helps. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, the last they, sentence. Uh, the last sentence is what is what really tugged on me. Like, what? I don't know they, if uh, it makes us power players, but we're pretty. Uh, we think it's pretty good for old folks. Like they're so yeah. sweet. I don't know. They're, they're, they, uh, their dog. they're definitely. Yeah, they register their dog with the AKC as Sleeping Princess Zelda. That's her name. Nice. Yes. It was, which is she a doesn't really like to play, but she likes to sit in her favorite playing chair. <laughs> and they have a picture of the dog with the Ness Advantage with the joystick, like, propped up in front of her. <laughs> and then we have the letter of the issue. Like, the, this, is, this is the one where we deep dove, right, everyone? Oh, yeah. I did some research. I all right. Research on this guy. But so, Mike, why don't, you, why don't you take off? But I think we all have some, we all have some stuff on him. So why don't, you, uh, why don't you get going with this one, okay. uh, Mike? Uh, this one was sent in by Judy Ciofreda, or Ciofreda, however they pronounce it. It's New Jersey, so it's probably Italian, so I'll go with Ciofreda. Uh, Jonathan, six, is a phenomenal power pilot, Nintendo power player. He's been playing the Nintendo Entertainment System for less than a year, and has successfully completed 16 games, including The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros. 2, DuckTales, Bubble Bobble, Simon's Quest, Mega Man's 2, Mega Man 2, Wizards and Warriors, Metroid, Life Force, and sadly, <laughs> the Three Stooges. Ugh. What is most interesting about John is that at the age of six, he's truly learned to read while concentrating on such games as Dragon Warrior, Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, and Fact Sanadu. His favorite bedtime reading is Nintendo Power. Aww. It's not <laughs> unusual to find John in his room or at the kitchen table reading Power. Although he can't read every word, he understands the idea. His concentration is so intense he can play Nintendo games for hours at one stretch. He can't wait to get Super Mario 3 and is working on the adventures of Link. John truly deserves to be a Nintendo Power player. Thanks, Mom. Uh, That's a kick-ass mom and a really sweet kid. Uh, I I don't have much to say about him. I I will in a minute. But I uh, taught my oldest nephew to read by playing Super Mario Brother, Super Mario, and the Thousand Year Door for GameCube. Oh, okay. Yeah, he uh, didn't <laughs> want to read, but then I put the game on in front of him, and he's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Hey, you got to tell me. I'm not pressing this button until then." <laughs> so, I, tough love. I, yeah, love it. Yeah, tough love. And uh, eventually, we beat the game eight months later because I, I didn't get to see him every day, but uh, mm. it did get him reading, and he he enjoyed it very much. I tried That's looking, cute. Yeah, I tried looking up John, and I found a wedding picture. I found a wedding page of uh, him and his girl, and uh, he grew up into quite a dapper-looking man. <laughs> and he's uh, got a nice girl, and he seems very happy. I sent a message oh. to him on Facebook, but I didn't get a reply because I guess he's too busy living a living an actual life to hang out with gamers. Well, you didn't. You didn't. 
dive deep enough because I did a little search for him and I found out that he was the national champion for the Brewski Ball Ski Ball Championship in Austin, Texas. So he actually won a ski ball uh, wow. competition. Though apparently he won on a rules technicality, which was kind of uh, controversial. <laughs> so a win is a win, John. Yeah. So apparently this guy, this this kid went on to a, a career of greatness. He's he's ski balling into everyone's hearts. He's, so he technically played with power. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> anything to add, Ben or Catherine? <laughs> Uh, yeah, just because someone responds to anonymous messages from weird video game enthusiasts doesn't mean they're li- not living a full life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, well, we're playing with power. <laughs> yep, that's right. Our power right. is is creeping out girls. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we're good at. So. <laughs> All right, so next up we've got uh, a ton of Final Fantasy yeah, coverage. there's a lot here. I don't know how much we want to dive into this because we've kind of talked a fair bit about Final Fantasy already. I feel um, like we've beaten this horse to death already. Yeah, there's been a lot of Final Fantasy coverage already, but uh, Mike, I, I mean, you're the Final Fantasy guy. Like, What's in here that you want to cover? I only found three things to cover. Okay. Uh, on the page, I don't know the number because they've got that weird border covering up the letters. But they talk about the ice cave. Uh, okay, I'll see if I can find it for you. Yeah, you'll see. That Page has, 16. Yeah. Okay. And uh, for level one, there's like a, a screenshot right in the middle saying, in the treasure box, you found floater. Found a floater. That's something you want to find. I guess, I, I no. guess, I guess Garland. That's something you want to leave behind. I, you guess know what Garland, I'm saying? I guess Garland didn't flush. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that. Uh, yeah. well, well, thanks, right. Catherine, for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was uh, nice to have our first guest. And, yeah. <laughs> then, they talk about, then they talk about the uh, on the next page, the Castle of Ordeal, where you have to travel to uh, to prove yourself worthy of some dragon's gift. You must enter the castle and find the rat tail. Uh, if you okay. want to find a rat tail, just hang out at a trailer park and you'll find tons of dudes with them. <laughs> Especially in the early 90s. <laughs> and uh, right. uh, finally, they mention uh, you have to find a place called the Caravan. And uh, in it, you can buy a bottle that contains a fairy who can give you Oxial. And again, if you need to get Oxy, just hit the trailer park. Everything you need yeah. to find is there. Two birds, one stone. That's the way I like it. Just hit up uh, Oceana, West Virginia. You'd be good. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the tip, Ben. You're welcome. <laughs> I watched the whole documentary about it, actually. <laughs> oh, what's that? Is what's that movie about meth in West? Is that Winter's Bone? Is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence in it? It's about like trailer parks and oh. meth and stuff. I think it's South by Southwest. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have another another treasure quest here on uh, page twenty one. So that fo- it's a follow up to the the previous month's treasure hunt. You so. get to win a suit of armor. There's two of them. Did you get to see the suit of armor, Catherine, or did they like? Did you get to see any of the, the uh, big prizes, or were you like kept away from that? Or <laughs> I couldn't be trusted, so they never let oh, me. They didn't give you that sweet Final Fantasy fanny pack that's at the top right there. <laughs> oh, oh that's God. what that is. Look at that. Lovely. I love the cover. That is an excellent shade of pink. No, yeah. I remember Final Fantasy in general, but nothing in particular. Yeah. 
about it. I, I think we were all like we're all of similar age, uh, and I don't think any of us were really at the like the gaming level to take on a game of this uh, difficulty at this point. Uh, so I love RPGs, but even I couldn't touch this game. I was just like, nope. Yeah. So I'll play Mario Brothers three or Mega Man, but I can't I can't handle this. This is too nerd for yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm okay with moving on if everyone else is. Yep, I'm done. Okay. We got so we're to the Howard, Howard and Nestor. Nestor. Yep, and uh, they're walking along a mountainside trail, uh, and then they encounter the guys from Super C, and right. uh, they're having trouble getting through the area. Like there's a uh, well, Ness falls off a cliff. And then the the two guys try to catch him with the blanket, and Howard has just the thing to save him, a uh, camera, which isn't pointing at Nestor falling, so I don't know how it's calculating his his trajectory. But uh, it looks to be like a surveyor's camera or something, and he's telling the guys to take a few steps to the left while they're casually asking, like, uh, one guy's casually asking the other guy, where'd you get this? Rags or us? No, I got it (laughs) at the thrift shop. And then uh, Nestor is caught, and he goes, thrift shop? You must mean flea market, because now he's scratching all over. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, they, uh, they don't, they, they'll just take anything they find, clearly. They're not that, uh, they're not that picky. Did, did you notice they give out wrong, like, trivia answer? Like, there's, in, the, in the early part, it says, like, if you're, uh, if you're, I'm not an alien, I'm human. Like, all right, uh, no alien would know what the capital of Kansas is, and Howard responds with Wichita, but it's not Wichita, it's Topeka. Was Howard uh, bad with geography when you were growing up with him? <laughs> no, but if I remember correctly, these were actually written in Japan. Which <laughs> might explain some some of that. Okay. Um, Howard wasn't, so, uh, issue with that. Howard wasn't yeah. controlling his own avatar in this? Um... <laughs> no, I don't think he was. So, Mike told me that you guys like were making fun of the cartoon Howard, and you've apologized. I, I missed that episode, but <laughs> oh, well, it, uh, hasn't aired, it hasn't it hasn't it has aired yet. Yeah, it hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in, in a couple of episodes, we've uh, we've we've taken issue with Howard like modeling the clothes or uh, like just like bragging about his achievements, and we're like, damn it, why does he have to be so freaking awesome and accomplished? And then. And then we get that the was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the article he wrote about how awesome his job was. Mike kind of lost it at that point. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of got. We had to. We had to backtrack <laughs> profusely. I have to apologize. I think that's funny. Um, I think you would think that's funny too. But my favorite thing about Howard and Nestor is the issue that they wrote just for Howie as his going away present when he left mm-hmm. Nintendo. Oh. It's full of swears. It's, <laughs> uh, oh really? Unpublished um, comic wherein he finally loses his shit and tries to kill Nestor legitimately. Can you please send these? <laughs> that has got to go on our page. Please, please like the send holy it. grail of this podcast. Oh, I'm not right. going to sleep until I find oh ex- like proof of this existence. That, that that that's our equivalent of of brain finally telling Pinky off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll see. I'll see if he's willing to like let that go public. Because it's pretty funny. It's literally like it 
he's <laughs> Howard says the F word in it. Like it's if you're into Howard and Esther, I think it's pretty right. golden. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll censor it if we have to, but I'll like with some strategic black boxes if he if he asks. Yeah, but if you want, oh, yeah. even, if, even if it's redacted, we'll take anything <laughs> he's willing to share. I would sell oh. for like a single panel, honestly. <laughs> Just Howard dropping the F bomb. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. Well, also him like truly trying to kill Ness. Like it gets violent. It's oh, it's great. Very like cathartic. he's like choking him out with like a controller cord or something. <laughs> if he so tries to run him off the road in their go karting, but he tries to like run him off the road. I, yeah, it's it's great. Wow, super dark. I love so it. this uh, they made this after the last one where he's uh, he hands the bow tie over to, to Nestor and rides off in the sunset. Yeah, like that. This is that's this was like a, an in-house thing that they gave to him as like a going away yeah. gift, is what you're. Saying. Well, I'm just wondering if they made it before that one or not. If they were like had had planned it like if it was any continuity. Well, I don't think it's canon. Like, I think it's just something funny they gave. So how weird is it, by the way, that your stepdad is illustrated in all of these uh, <laughs> magazines? How, I guess it is weird. It is because when I look at the pictures of him, like the illustration and the photos of him, I just like see my derpy stepdad. But then I'm like, oh, my God, people wanted his aut- people still want his autograph. I went to <laughs> IndieCade with him a couple years ago and people were losing their minds. That's so that's weird. Big disconnect for me. Well, the, the, oh. well, he touched a generation, and not in the Michael Jackson way. Oh, yes. thank God. Second. Well, yeah. I think well, I, 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 I kind of was... have a, a feeling for that. Like, so my my dad's a uh, world like renowned stroke doctor. Uh, like, so <laughs> he that, travels around uh, the world. Around the world, they're called gigolos. Well, not that kind of stroke. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, like. It's funny because, like, he's you know published in all these journals and in high regard and all that. But for for me, he was just like the nerdy guy that would only read books with dragons on the cover and like would fall <laughs> fall asleep on the couch, you know, drinking you know half a bottle of wine or something like that. Like he was just my my dorky dad. He wasn't like someone, yeah. you know. And and so I think it is kind of strange when you've got. Um, you know that sort of disc- the world sees your family one way, but you see your family as mm-hmm. family, like oh, you, the the warts and all, and, and of course you love them, but you know it's just yeah. uh, I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I was I was interested to hear your take on that. So. Oh, one thing that is so gross, I don't even know if I can get the words out. I made I wanted to make sure that I like remembered everything about like Nintendo Power and well, I mean as much as I would know. And I Googled and I remembered that my little sister had writ had done this like blog entry interviewing Howie. Um, okay. I read about it. them like sharing that the one that Alex Phillips wrote. Um, yep. And they called her his son because her name is Alex. Like, good job. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was in the Bible. And um, <laughs> Howie. We laid a story about at some like game convention, a woman approaching my mom and being like, "Oh my god, he must! Oh god, this is." <clears throat> he wanted to know about how he's quote manual dexterity <laughs> because yeah. works with hands. That's pretty good. I'm so upset. That is disgusting uh. to me. That is very upsetting. <laughs> You don't want to think about your stepdad in that in that in that regard. No, stop it. No, not, yeah. <laughs> that's completely understandable. Uh, you were a, 
You don't the want idea take Mike. Women. Okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> Mike. I'll be quiet until you're done. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and just drop it. Drop it, boy. He knows how to play with power. Let's just leave it that way. Okay. No. Oh. I, was, I was just thinking, like, you don't want to walk by the bedroom in here. Let's go. <laughs> no. No. Leave it alone. She suffered enough. All right. All right. Okay. <sighs> okay, so yeah. we're not done with the comp. Okay. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, Howard, for some reason, starts talking about, like, measuring wind velocity and all that, although that has nothing to do with Super Contra. Mm. And uh, then at the end, like, it shows, like, uh, He's like, I be, uh, he says, like, oh, I came prepared. Then uh, he's giving a bunch of crap that has nothing to do with the game. And then Nestor says, well, I bet Mr. Preparedness didn't plan on fleas. And, of course, <laughs> always always prepared Howard says, that's why I put flea powder on my bow tie. Because <laughs> you're going rock climbing, so don't forget your flea powder. Yeah. All right. And get, typical, he takes all the credit and all I get is the fleas. Uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I guess it has nothing to do with, like, a chemical odor addiction, like Sharpie sniffing, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so on to the CES coverage, huh? Consumer Electronics Show for, what year was this? 1990. So this is, I think, the third one we've covered. Uh, they talk about the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, 2 game, which is essentially the uh, arcade game ported over to Nintendo. Yep. So it's multiplayer co-op mm-hmm. they got game. a dr mario preview there which is you know obviously a fun game everybody remembers well so we'll get into that yep. you know as that covers but uh, i mentioned mega, mega man, man 3. 3 and then this is interesting the miracle keyboard <laughs> and this says this amazing accessory comes complete with electronic keyboard which plugs into your nes and provides a full range of musical sounds the Miracle Keyboard is also a truly educational device. Crowds of spectators gathered around the display, and this unit should be hot. So hot, it we go. So hot, it's the only one that doesn't get a screenshot on the page. <laughs> Never heard of it. But did pop- you see this laser scope thing on page twenty-five? I to, I remember that. Like, I think mm. oh. it's like a, a game controller you strapped to your head. It, yeah, it's a great. That way, reminds me. It's a great way to make you look like Mega Man. Sadly, yeah. the one on the cover, not the one in the game. <laughs> so, to describe what we're talking about, it's called the Laser Scope Voice Command Stereo Headset from Konami, and it's basically a sketch of someone. They have like a headset on with a microphone uh, coming out from the side, and then they have another like a bar coming down over the right eyeball. Yeah, it reminds me of that like a... there was that Tommy Lee Jones helicopter movie. Uh, uh, what? Where? Oh, is it Tommy Lee Jones? I maybe not. Helicopter. Yeah, maybe that's is that is that who they had had they had like control things they strapped to their helmets that looked like that. That's what it reminds me of. I think you're thinking of Airwolf. Yeah, I think it is Airwolf. Yeah, but it looks... that might not be Tommy Lee Jones though. I don't know. So while we have Catherine here, I did want to ask a specific question. Um, so there was a peripheral that. Um, Howard actually posted uh, a scan of an advertisement on uh, his Facebook page. It was for a special uh, knitting accessory for the NES. I'm not making this up. Huh. Um, <laughs> and apparently never made it to market. It looked like something you plug in, you feed like the spools of like uh, thread into it, and it would knit you something. Did you ever <laughs> come into contact with that thing by any chance? No, I'm I'm vaguely remembering 
but what I think I'm remembering is him posting about that because that oh, okay. doesn't. Was that an April Fool's gag or something? No, that was for real. I mean, unless he really like uh, did a good job at photoshopping it, but no, no, I think that they were. I mean, they were just always tinkering, you know. So there was, but you said that one actually made it to market. No, that one did not make it to market. Okay, I, I was going to say that would be. Yeah, I mean, they were always experimenting with all kinds of wild stuff. Usually, right. not great ideas. <laughs> usually. <laughs> Yeah. By the we, way, we, it was Firebirds, and it stars Nick Cage and Tommy Lee Jones, not Airwolf. Sorry. Firebirds. When is that from? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I've it's, never heard of that movie. I, I might. We might have to get it for Bad Movie Night. So. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyways, I'll dig into that later. Yep. Beetlejuice gets a small mention in two screenshots from LJN, the best oh. company ever. Uh, and then we all the other. A- L- Special hatred for LJN, by the way, uh, Catherine, because they just butchered every game they made. They're just a terrible developer. So, really? anyway, every licensed yeah. property they had was absolute garbage, except for uh, Spider-Man: Maximum Carnage. That was the only property they, yeah. they handled which wasn't garbage. And they made a lot of acclaim, games, right? Yeah. Any. Uh, speaking any. of which, we have a big announcement here. Mm-hmm. Acclaim has purchased LJN. So, <laughs> the horribleness will continue on as a claim from this point forward, apparently. Yes. And uh, they are together releasing a Simpsons game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like uh, Alien Alien Invaders coming to invade Springfield. I remember this Simpsons game. It was really bad. Like, yeah, LJN definitely, the influence rubbed off on this game. Mm. They didn't get bought out soon enough. <sighs> uh, there's an angry video game nerd on this on this one. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's not a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually, uh, I mean, I'm getting uh, serious here, but I actually watched one of those gaming historian videos where they talked about the history of LJN. Mm-hmm. The only reason it existed in the first place is because a claim could not pump out enough games in a year. Like Nintendo had like a licensing thing where you can only put uh, on like right, max right, right. of like 25 games a year or whatever. So and like the, to double the, B, it. The, the B-roll came out through LJN is basically what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. In order to like pump out more licensed titles, they had, they like had a subsidiary or another like sister company, <laughs> you know, right. owned by a shell comp- corporation or some crap like that right. called LJN, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once that restriction was removed, they're like, all right, well, just, what's the point of having two labels? Let's make all this crap under a claim. Even under the same <laughs> shitty roof. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's enough for the CES. Is that, does anybody else have anything? I'm done. Okay. And now we're on to the cover game. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So I actually have this game still. Yeah. Um, have you guys played this yet or no? I played through it at the emulator the other day. It's, I mean, not all the way to the end. It's, it's you know, a big game. But it's, it's you know, it's a Capcom game. So uh, the controls are super solid. Like, it's a fun, like, you know, like, the, the environments are fun. The controls are good. Like, this was definitely in the rotation of stuff I played as a kid. Like, it's a, it's a solid game. I'll say that much. You're missing out if you only play it by yourself, by the way, because it is cooperative. One plays right. Chip, one plays Dale, obviously. And you, the best part is that uh, you can pick up the other person and throw them at people as a weapon. <laughs> right. And uh, so it, it's unless you're working in tandem and you really have a game plan, it's very easy to uh, end up chucking someone off of a ledge somewhere and having to restart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're cursing out and you're cursing out your kid brother at that point, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You have to restart if one of you dies? 
Uh, off the screen, I think. Yeah. From what I remember, I think they can regen, but if, if they run out of lives, they start stealing yours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it eventually hurts you to to chuck keep chucking them off of the edges of roofs. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the settings here are fun. Like, there's a lot of like just fun. It's it's just a fun game. Like, it's well done. It's interesting. Like, the bosses are. I just remember really liking this game when I was a kid. So and you can very easily inadvertently uh, knock off your partner too by like, for example, just in the beginning here when you're jumping up. You know, the screen can only capture so much. So when someone doesn't jump right. up fast enough, they get cut off the screen. It's almost like, as if like they're falling off and they died. Right. So <laughs> they, they erased from uh, history. Yeah, pretty much. So it can be a challenge getting through is, with another person, but that's part of the fun, I think. Uh, did you uh, get to play this game, Catherine? I vaguely remember it, but as I'm looking at this compared to the other games that are talked about in this issue, it's so... Like who? Like people just skip around to the games they were into because all the other games in this issue are like very dark and, and have like themes and a dark goal. And this one is about lost cat, and it's <laughs> a Disney cartoon. I don't know. I mean, are do players play all games? I mean, or who? I don't. Well, this was. I mean, it was. You got to remember, Nintendo Power is more about just giving people an idea because you know we wouldn't. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have like you know yeah. Twitch. We didn't. Like, so we didn't know what games were. So this is like, if, you know, here's how you play the game. Like, here's some tips for it. Like, if you want to go play it, like, have some, here's some ways to play the game. And, like, mm-hmm. you should check it out. Like, here's why it's good. And here's some, here's some, like, this was really, like, the way to let people know about what the game was and what you can do with there it. There was no game facts, no IGN. This was basically, like, a nice paper commercial for the game. As well oh, as, that- like, you're going to encounter tr- difficulties. Here's how you get past them. Plus, it lets you know, like... If you're like got a limited budget, here's what you mm-hmm. uh, here's what you know you're going to get. Right. Yeah, and for me, I lived overseas at the time, so there wasn't any like rental store I could like try a game out. So this was it. You know, I'd look through Nintendo Power, and if it looked good, you know, I'd have to ask for that game for Christmas or birthday or whatever, and then yeah. hope that it was actually good and not what Silver Surfer. One <laughs> one issue that I had with this game, though, if you look at page thirty-two, it's saying like keep tabs on your flower total. When you get to fifty flowers, you get a you know another life. There's nowhere on the screen that tells you how many flowers you have. So like, what you're gonna be like some Rain Man game player? Like forty-seven <laughs> flowers, forty-seven, forty-seven. Like I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Time for Wapner. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, oh god. <laughs> I wish they could have just put a little counter on the screen. That would have really helped. Uh, but uh, no. Was there? What well, is there? Like a starter or select menu that could show your uh, your no. collectibles? No, I'm pretty sure it just so. freezes the the frame. Yeah, just pot. Just start and go. Well, being a, a Mega Man, it had like the stop. The start just did a a screen pause, but the select gave you the menu. Did you not? Get I didn't try it. The, I didn't yeah. try it the other day. I didn't try it. So I don't remember collecting flowers at all in this game. I like the oh. uh, the special items. I got a kick out of the uh, the flowers and the stars. So it's uh, maybe Mario should have given up his medical practice and taken up law because I see some infringement possibilities here. <laughs> but uh, the the most humorous one to, to, to me is the black balls, which they really could have just called bombs because you can see a wick, a sizzling yeah. wick on it. So just call them bombs. See by calling yeah. them black balls. Say toss them quickly or they'll explode. Uh, to me, I'm like, because they're more dangerous than the blue balls, because those ones never go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, I also think... like the... 
was a game that I we would sometimes have pizza parties with the families and just go in after work hours and order a bunch of pizzas and play the games and give feedback. How seriously our feedback was taken, and I have no idea, but yeah. that was a fun thing that we could do with the more like G-rated games. Cool. I like the on page twenty-eight. Beware of the ninja flying squirrels. Like that's just the way I live my life. So I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> they're chipmunks and they're fighting squirrels. Is there like a civil war going on in the rodent in the rodent world? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, they got their own little. Like uh, a, they got their own little hotel a, Rwanda situation going on here. Oh, race, that all, they're all up in a race war there. Yeah. Oh my god, sharks and the jets. Uh, All right. Is there anything else here that we want to talk about with Chippendale? Or, or is yeah, I'm going to have to mention this classy caption down here okay. on uh, page 29 where they talk about the robot boss. It says, wreck the robot. And uh, so I guess at some <laughs> point this robot throws out toy balls. It says, watch out for a shower, toy balls. And then underneath that picture it says, look for a hole in the ball shower. Oh, well, there you go. Well, <laughs> so I don't know. there you go. There's movies about that on the internet you want to avoid. Yeah, them, isn't, isn't that like the <laughs> plot of Porky's pretty much right there? Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much summed it up, yeah. Uh, yeah. What gets me is that there's also uh, another one where it shows like these little robot uh, flies called buzzers. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you have a, 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 a fly on, on your own team called Zipper, I believe. Yes. So again... Like there's another zipper actually serves as like the power, like the Mario star, like you're invincible when he's, he like goes and kills everything on the screen. It's kind of awesome. You can make him fight his own kind in this game as well. So there's more genocide. Like this is a heavy game, but uh, when you see the, uh, the it's better if you don't think about it, it's, it's okay. Well, that's about all Disney things. If you don't think about the genocide and the implied racism, you can enjoy it. Yeah, like you ever go watch Dumbo, like those racist crows? Like it's like oh, you're watching, you're like oh yeah, the Jim. This crows. is a little uncomfortable watching. Yeah, the Jim crows, like oh I've seen I've seen a house fly, I've like, seen a oh, dragon fly, Disney. but I don't oh, really like, see oh. an elephant fly. It's like yeah, those, oh, that's bad. Disney. You think oh. it's cute as a kid, but then you realize oh wow they 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 they're that's that's black people that they're talking about. Oh my god. Well, have you guys that's ever seen or heard of uh, Song of the South? Oh, yeah, oh, that's zippity doo Oh, brother yeah, bear exactly. and the brown patch and the tar baby and ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, that is uh, has apparently been banned. I watched yeah, that Disney, in a Disney film like class talking. in college, and it was like a laser disc from like Japan, and it was basically like it was like bef- one of the first like uh, live action slash cartoon mixes, you know, on like a plantation where they have like the old kindly yeah, uh, caretaker. But- all right, look, I'm not. I'm not advocating that as. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying I'm pro-racist, but I think it's important to embrace our history. If we don't understand where we've come sure. from, then you like. I don't. I don't today. think burying it. I don't think burying it solves anything for anyone. If you, I mean, because yeah, of course that was a terrible you know time in our history. But some there, the, the music that came out of that time and sort of the social like sort of it it took us you know to a different. Uh, you know, different direction as a nation, and I think I think I don't think burying it is the way to is the way to deal with that. No, like have, I don't you know, have, you have to a... acknowledge it so you can differentiate the good from the bad, so that you can appreciate and take the good things that came from it and make sure they endure, as well as making sure the negative things that that they sprung from don't. Otherwise, right. you get this whole Trump thing going on. But that's <laughs> that's all we're saying about that. 
Um, I'm not too worried about it. I think eventually Disney will just, you know, yeah, remove it from their vaults, just like, you know, Walt Disney's corpse. They'll, they'll unfreeze it at some point. <laughs> Take it out to air. Reanimate it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, have you watched any of the old Looney Tunes on Cartoon Network? I mean, oh, there's I a lot of stuff in there. Them. Oh, man, the, world, the old World War II cartoons are so racist. And even oh, the ones yeah. before the war, yeah. like, before they picked on the Japanese, they picked on, like, any time a person got blown up, they were covered in black soot, but they'd always have big pig limps, and they'd be like, right. ah, oh, my. Right. Oh, yeah. like, but they run, a, they run a disclaimer in front of them now. They do. Uh, and they say, they like... There are there's material in these con- that in these in these cartoons that are of a different era, and we we think that it's important that we like that we show it as it was because you know it helps us understand where we've been and where and like where we're going. Yeah, like it's, we're going. I don't know, I, right? So it's, yeah, it's a- I find it kind of uh, ironic that Speedy Gonzales was like erased from the map, yeah. and like the Hispanic community like demanded him to come back essentially. Yeah, because he's an awesome like cartoon. A, yeah, I know. I guess there's it's, like a movie in the works now or something. Well, he's not a negative stereotype. It's not like he's. Mm. Like, it's not like he's doing mm. anything that uh, that a certain political blowhard would be commenting on. He's just like running around. He's like fast, productive, energetic. He's. You know, he's not a negative stereotype. I mean, just because a character has an accent doesn't mean they're racist. Like, he's a he's a Hispanic rodent. Speaking of political stereo or you know cartoon stereotypes, Monterey Jack, I was always offended by as a as an Australian. Like I, I always. <laughs> you, you, you mean their mustaches don't come to life when they smell cheese? <laughs> well, that's just me, but just that's just coincidence. All right, no, yeah, it's was, another part of his body, I think. Yeah, I was just trying to comment on the robot before we before we got derailed. I was just saying this. Uh, this reminded me. These screenshots remind me a lot of the uh, the guts dozer battle from Mega Man Two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they share the same engine, so yeah. So it's this, you get they, to bar- see they borrow engines. heavily. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad thing at all. They, they just, no, they they nailed it. Okay, yep. all right. So, Should we move uh, on from to Snake Revenge? Yep. Yeah, I I played. Did anybody else play this? I I, I gave it a go the other day. Um, this game's more interesting, actually, for its story than actually anything about the game. Do, do any of you know the backstory behind Snake's Revenge? Uh, someone did something bad to him, and now he wants revenge? No. It's an unlicensed sequel. Or not unapproved sequel. Basically, Acclaim... Well, no, it wasn't... It, Acclaim wanted a sequel to Metal Gear. And so... They and and they couldn't get Hideo uh, Kojima to get on board with it, so they went and made this game without his approval, like the creator of the series. And then he was so perturbed by it that he got his own team together and then made uh, Metal Gear Two. Like, <laughs> so this game was made like it's like the bastard stepchild of the Metal Gear Solid universe. Um, and so. Uh, uh, it's really not good. I tried playing it. It was really hard to play. There was an interesting like dynamic where, where every you kind of walk through the map, and every time you get to a new area of the map, uh, they shoot a flare to like light up the new area of the map, and you're like fighting your way through the jungle. Um, it was just kind of too. The controls were too uh, janky and too hard to do. I, I I did not have fun playing this game. I gave it up rather quickly. But um, I thought the backstory of like them trying to sneak this game by uh, Kojima, um, and then him get, being so upset that he went and made his own like legitimate sequel to be uh, you know pretty interesting actually. So so it's the Nosferatu of video games. <laughs> yes, pretty much. 
didn't he like release that game on like a little known like Japanese like computer console? Well, it eventually made it to the, the original one made it to NES. This was a follow up to it? the original okay. game. The only thing I have to say about this game is I look at the uh, the screenshot for the enemy, and all I can think of when I'm looking at him is M. Bison? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little, yeah. yeah. Looks and, like uh, the Street Fighter. Yeah. I'm looking at the collectibles, like inside the warehouse or anything, and you have to get something called Truth Gas. <laughs> like, Really? I mean, you're you're a soldier. Can't you just like interrogate them Guantanamo style or something? Yeah, there's like a waterboarding mini mini game, like in uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. You stack your enemies <laughs> up on like a naked pyramid and put a leash on them, and <laughs> uh, the Guantanamo experience. All uh, right, that's all I got. All right, say about, uh, did you guys have? Any yeah, there, there's not much here. I just thought that it was funny that they tried to that acclaim yeah, or whoever was trying good. to sneak one out. So, all right, classified info. I got nothing on these games. Do you? Yeah. There wasn't much in here that I was too um, interested in. Uh, they got the Super C code for 10 and guys instead of 3. So apparently a downgrade from 30. You got know, from this first Contra game. Yeah. Uh, oh. Double Dragon 2. You can. What's that? Yeah, there's no Konami code in these games. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Double Dragon 2, the- there's a cheat that lets you continue towards the end of the game. Which is there's a there's a sound test mode for Godzilla. Just, just <laughs> oh boy! And then uh, right. Burai Fighter has hidden passages. So there we go. Mm. Are any of the sound tests that? <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, that? It's like a dying uh, donkey. Yeah, it was like Eeyore had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi there! <laughs> I just can't feel my left side today. That's sad. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, the next up game, is GoGo132, The Mafant Conspiracy. So I did a little bit of research, not as much as I wanted to, uh, on this game. Um, so basically what I learned was GoGo13 is comes from a manga that started in 1973 and is still uh, issuing uh, um, copy uh, issues today. So it's the longest running manga of all time, uh, which I thought was interesting. And they made a uh, movie, a live action movie in 1973. They made another live action movie uh, later in the 70s. And then they had like an animated series, um, animated movie in 1983. And I was going to try to watch that and uh, give that my feedback. But didn't have time. I did play through the game, though. Um, happy to report, by the way, that you can now crouch and shoot at the same time. Oh, so big, already big I got really excited that there was that feature. Um, <laughs> the same same kind of thing. It has a lengthy intro, and I don't know if it was just the trans- missing in translation or whatnot, but the uh, story made, like, no sense uh, to me okay. whatsoever. It had a lot of, like, interesting uh, prologues and cutscenes and whatnot. Uh, before you can actually play, and I don't think you can skip them, which was kind of annoying. Um, like but you get like in there. Different modes here, like driving mode and all kinds of stuff packed in here. So there's, yeah, different levels. And um, so you, the first two levels, like the first one, you don't have a gun, you're just punching and kicking dudes. And it's more challenging the first game because you're not just getting health all over the place. Mm. Um, but I thought it was, it was better that way, mm. because, especially because you can duck and shoot at the same time. Um, but the controls were a little wonky in that 
you kind of take it for granted just playing like good games like Mega Man and like Super Mario where if you want to like crouch down you kind of just go from like if you're aiming right to right. like roll your thumb to point down mm-hmm. yeah this you have to like distinctly tell it to, to crouch you like have to that. lift up your thumb from the right. control pad and aim down distinctly and if you're off just a little bit like let's say you're aiming like down and left he would just point left so it was very difficult to try and like not only uh, crouch down at the right time, but crouch down and shoot at the right direction appropriately. Um, so that was a little challenging. So then on the third level, um, you, you get into this, what they call a, they don't have a screenshot from here, which is embarrassing, but it's called a uh, 3D maze, which we talked about last mm. time. Mm. Oh, they have a couple, it says scene four here. Um, and I tried to get through this thing for probably a half hour. <laughs> it was uh, impossible. Even with that map that's there, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the map is confusing. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to look through the map itself. I was trying to play it without a guide, kind of thing. And you're just wandering through this 3D maze. There's no like uh, instructions, there. no directions, nothing indicating where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do. So you're just kind of wanderingly, wandering uh, aimlessly, and there's like you know bad dudes around every corner shooting you, and eventually your health goes down and you die. Um, I thought I finally made it somewhere, and all I did was make it out, make it out the other exit. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it up to the second floor at one point and then immediately back down. Uh, and I tried to watch like a walkthrough video and, um, it wasn't so much a walkthrough as it was a speed run where it's just like wow. door, wall, door, duck, wall, duck, door duck, wall, door duck, wall, door wall, door wall, you know, right. stairs, door wall. You have no idea where the, where the hell is going. Um, so that was pretty much where I stopped and it was impossible to continue from there. So, so I never got an opportunity fun stuff after it to huh? play any of the racing stuff or anything else in the game. Cause it was, uh, just stopped basically. There's no way past that point unless you have it memorized a complete sequence of like probably 500, uh, button presses. Okay. <laughs> I like that they call him an Olympic trained athlete. And uh, I guess from the screenshots that we've learned that Olympic trained athletes can leap a story in the air. <laughs> well, and look, it's the game actually, you know, kind of f- had a foretold prophecy. The last the last act for the uh, spy thriller is in Afghanistan. So they uh, they kind of knew where uh, geopolitical events were headed. Look okay. at that. <laughs> oh, and here's what I learned from reading this article was, and this is the kicker. So if you actually do manage to make it through this, this three maze, mm. it says a race against time upon his defeat arm reveals that the trade office is ready to explode. <laughs> Gogo 13 must make his way out quickly with only five minutes to get through all oh, four Jesus. floors. Nope. Like, are you kidding me? You go back through that nonsense in five minutes. <laughs> so you got to put the power <laughs> boy. All right. That's just brutal. Anything else? Anybody got anything? Uh, I like the fact that you fight a a whirling dervish guy, but you don't get the <laughs> Indiana Jones option of just shooting him. <laughs> so speaking, uh, is Eric okay with uh, moving on to the next game? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So speaking of game uh, mazes and games, the next game, Solstice, is all maze. Like, that is all the game is. <laughs> It's just a collection of rooms that you try to work your way through. And I, I gave this a go. It's actually um, it's an interesting game. Uh, it would have really helped to have a tutorial because I didn't really quite understand how some of this stuff worked. I guess you got all these potions and things like that reading through it. Like It, it, looks, like a, it looks like a combination of Gauntlet and Cubert. Yeah, it, it is. It actually, that's pretty much... Uh, 
so what's tricky is so each each level um if you kind of look at it like there's a you're it's like a 3d model has been turned and you're looking at it from like a 45 degree angle like one of the corners of the room is facing you so when you push up on the control pad it actually corresponds with the wall that's on your right and if you go right that's the wall that's like kind of facing you on the right down is the wall that's like invisible to your left and then left is the wall that's to the far left of the so like you're looking at it, but like it's not really corresponding with how you're thinking you should be moving. <laughs> it, it was really tricky to to get down like the the way that the game wanted you to maneuver, like in this in this viewpoint. Um, but you basically go around, you collect keys, and there's it's a, it's it's basically a jumping puzzle game. You have to collect certain uh, boots and 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 items that let you freeze enemies, and uh, you try to put together um, a staff of destiny that lets you uh, defeat the guy that's stolen your girl. It's a pretty simple plot, but, um, uh, and the, the art is very interesting. It's like kind of, uh, just, it's just an interesting game. I'd, I'd never seen anything quite like it. And it was, it was enjoyable to play, but I couldn't really figure it out, um, that much. So, but it, it was definitely, uh, fun. And, but the highlight of the game, uh, for sure for me was definitely the, uh, the soundtrack. Cause the soundtrack is banging, and so I wanted to see if you guys are okay with me playing like maybe thirty seconds of the soundtrack. Lay it on us. All right, here we go. This would be the the solstice theme. Nick continues on from there, like this oh, kind of loops. But yeah, it, I was like floored loading this game up. I was like, "This is amazing! Whatever this is, I want to play it." So really uh, I've just wet myself. Yeah, kudos to that uh, sound designer. Uh, I was I was very uh, pleased uh, with that still, aspect. Catherine, you still with us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Haven't heard from you. <laughs> Poor no Catherine. Uh, <laughs> kind of yeah. lost her a while back. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that She's, your kind of music, the dubstep trippity hip hop stuff or I love it so much. Might no. No. <laughs> <laughs> not your not your thing. No. <laughs> no. You not listen to chiptune music on the on the reg? Uh no. Those words sound pretty cool though. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, with the kids. I what's up, my fellow kids? What's happening? <laughs> Remember that like Steve Buscemi character with the yes. Oh god. <laughs> All right. I figured with dubstep making such a big thing the chiptune music is pretty much like like it the gateway has been opened like we're ready for some uh, 8-bit jams. 8-bit dub. Well, this guy was, you know, apparently, you know, 20 25 years ahead of his time. So, there you go. He's a freaking musical prophet. Anyway, uh, I'm okay with moving on to the next game. There wasn't much else. It was very confusing, but um, enjoyable. <laughs> Enjoyably confusing would be how I would describe this game. Yep, next up, Crystal. Crystal. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is a game that I actually managed to play in advance, so I could actually give some uh, experience. And give, I actually had time to catch up and play this thing. 
You know, I got to pause it for a second here. Kudos to all of us for doing our game homework, by the way, for once. Yeah, we <laughs> Normally we come on here and we talk about watching speed runs or not having time. Or wanting to play so, these games eventually. Wanting to play them eventually. Not, yeah. So anyways, kudos to you and to all of us. So I think we wanted to get were, ready to, to try to imp- impress Catherine with our with our video game prowess. <laughs> Is that what we did it? <laughs> yeah. I, usually when a girl's involved, that's that's that would be my explanation. <laughs> Wouldn't take much, really. <laughs> huh. All right. Just because I don't know that much about video games, I should. I should have had four when I was a little kid and like memorized everything. But then you would have been resented. Like you'd be like the dad that like forced you to play baseball because he didn't make yeah. it. Like I mean, that's you're just gonna end up <laughs> resenting it, you know, and yeah. crying. True. In Howard's case, it would be making you uh, take on the family business because he's just so damn good at it. <laughs> the, the awesomeness yeah. has to continue in the, to the next generation. That's very true. I mean, like but, eventually, these consoles are going to have like good-looking 3D, and who's going to who's <laughs> going to who's going to tell the, that generation how to play with power? Well, she's just applied her excellence to gastronomical uh, yes. anthropology. So there we go. I have another Howard question. So yeah. he boasts of his gaming prowess in uh, many, many, many times. Yes. About how many games he's played, and he used to be why he one of the reasons why he left Nintendo or he, why he claimed to leave it was because he couldn't uh, play every single game anymore. He couldn't be the game master anymore because there are too many games coming out. Right? Would he would he take his work home with him and play it at home, or was he strictly leave it at work? No, he's a workaholic. I mean, so he worked long hours, and then he'd come home and do more work. So yeah, it was pretty constant. Wow. Okay. So. Yeah. And it is true, you know, because the way that they set him up at uh, Nintendo was that, yeah, just like you said, like it was to know every game. But when you're putting out more than, you know, 20 games, it's really hard for a person to be that good at it. So it's just like he couldn't do the job that he was supposed to do at Nintendo. Like the way that they had set it up wasn't feasible anymore. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Mike, Uh, continue. Okay. Christalis. Yes, uh, nuclear Hitler has destroyed the world apparently in the uh, in the distant future of 1997. <laughs> and uh, what they don't tell you is when you start up the game, it uh, has this uh, load screen for this uh, program running, and it says like program 256 because that's the uh, that's the highest number that eight bits could count to. Right. That's like the same reason like you only get like 255 rupees in Zelda mm. was because zero counted as a character. So mm. that's how you can only get like 256. And then the next line said like code 1024. Cause I, I guess this is like quad core processing cause it's from the future. And, uh, there's two heroes. I've only played the uh, first one. You get to name them. And, uh, the first one, they named him hero. And the second one is an upcoming uh, person that you'll meet later called Messiah. So I think the names were a little on the nose. <laughs> and uh, the game itself is uh, its kind of okay. Like, the music does get a little grating after a mm-hmm. while. Because it's just like 30 seconds of music on a loop. But it's not even like great music. It's like this cacophony of noise. So... I guess like if you if you listen to different aspects of it, you could hear like four or five different songs if you just focused on it and ignored the rest of the sound that was 
happening at the time. Hmm. There was some uh, pros on it. Like, I like the idea that you can swap out swords to match the elements of your enemies. Oh, that's cool. Because if you don't, your your attacks will just bounce off them, and you'll hear, like, a metallic clang. Hmm. And what they don't tell you in the game is that when you're going through the menu, if you hit the cancel button, the uh, the sound that you hear is an exact sound copy of Mario spitting a fireball. <laughs> like, what? Mm. And uh, it does get a little frustrating because enemies respawn on the screen. It is better than random battles because if you're getting low on health, you can't mm. avoid getting pounded, but it's it's going to keep you on your toes. And uh, magic can only be recovered at an inn. It's not like you okay. uh, recovered by taking steps. And uh, if you're broke, well, you better get used to parkour because you're going to be dodging enemies while slowly killing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's I notice you. I notice you start off in the Valley of the Wind, which is what I call my house on Taco Night. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Right <laughs> and. Uh, Thanks again, Catherine, for being our guest. <laughs> our guest was Catherine Spiders. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like it makes the game does have some frustrating technical elements, like the enemy's hitboxes aren't as accessible as your own. Like if mm. he shoots a projectile at you and you shoot a projectile at him, his will hit you, but you can't find and- you can't like shoot a projectile at him and like miss his projectile. Like, if something's flying at each other, he's going to hit you, and you're not going to hit him. So, so the what combat you're saying is, little... is, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's on par for the RPGs of the day. Like, you know, you didn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't strike you as, you know, terrible, but at the same time, you know, wasn't like, you know, knock your socks off either. Is that, is that kind of where you're coming from? Yeah, I, you can charge up your weapon at any time to shoot a uh, beam of light from it. And it mm-hmm. has the uh, about the same hit point, uh, the same damage as your regular attacks, so it's kind of like Zelda, but except you can mm-hmm. you can do it while after you've taken a bit of damage. Okay. So it's a it's a playable game. Mm. I like the uh, like some of the games like some of the names are a little misleading, like the rabbit boots. Which, mm. Strangely enough, I got the rabbit boots by beating a vampire. <laughs> like I don't know why. Well, he... well, that's what it says here. You beat the vampire, you get the rat boots, and then the rat boots are good for ice or something like that. Yeah, I don't know for jumping up a uh, an icy cliff because it's an Arctic hair that that's not defined. So I know you think <laughs> it's a rabbit boot, so you just think, oh, I get to jump around or yeah. you know, it run fast my, or something. It increases my luck or something. But <laughs> why would a, a vampire have a rabbit to give you? He doesn't give you the rabbit, he just gives you the boots made out of the rabbit, so... I don't know, I guess I guess he ate the rabbit, and then he decided mm. to do something with his spare time in the uh, remains. Mm. I see. I like there's a village of the Amazons, you know, that would be, that'd be something gamers would, uh, would oh, be yeah, interested in. Oh yeah, you need to get this wand, I haven't got that far, but you need to get this wand that will uh, change your form so you can walk among them, because, you know, the Amazons, like, if you if you got something between your legs, then they'll kill you on the spot. Those Amazons yeah. are uh, fierce. So you change, just like you, you just get, like the women's volleyball team at my high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just do a little gender bending, and then you can walk among them. There is an aspect of this oh. game that I do like, 
is that uh, your physical appearance changes with the equipment you put on. Oh, okay. So that's instead nice. Of, instead of having the same sprite looking all over the place, depending on what you put on, you will get like uh, wider shoulder blades or a uh, like a different colored chest or, you know, you will change. You will look like your equipment. That is so rare to see an RPG in uh, yeah. Nintendo days. Yeah, the uh, it's got some technical failings, but also some technical ambition. And there, there's a, it's like this is a wall of information. This is a bit much to chew on here because it's giving you. I mean, in true RPG form, it's giving you just a lot of information because you need all of this if you're gonna, you know, go and uh, tackle the game. So it's kind of hard to talk about it in podcast form. Like, oh, like Get there's all these instructions, thirty hours of instructions, and right. writing down things on maps, right? And then thirty so. hours of doing it. Right. <laughs> so there's not there's only so much we can do with this, but it does look interesting. If you're into RPGs, definitely you know give it a go. It's an interesting. By the way, holy crap! Can we talk about the back of the the insert here of the? Uh, it's got a a full page list of items, treasures, and weapons. Yeah, that's not the and insert. I think that's just page. Or maybe it is the insert. I'm wrong. Sorry. Oh no, it's yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, you have you have the actual. Uh, it's the back of the poster. Um, and it's got steps to get you started, and there are 54 steps. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that's a wall of text. <laughs> and that's just getting started. That's, uh, that's yeah. just preparing you so that you're ready for the rest of it. There's one thing it doesn't tell you that I did find to be a problem. Uh, if I, I complained earlier with uh, Dragon Warrior and other like-minded RPGs that you have to do a whole list of instructions because the, the game has no context. Like, right. if you're in front of something, you'll be like, open, stairs, take. It's like, it's friggin' stairs. I'm not going to take the damn stairs. Just let me go down the damn stairs. Right. And I'm not going to You take... have to, like, give the instruction or else the gonna, game won't I'm register I'm not going to take the door, and I'm not going to steal the door. Just let me open the damn door. Yeah, just give me the pertinent, you know. Yeah, like, yeah use key on door, then open door. Or how to talk to somebody. Like, no, I'm not going to friggin' take or item this person. Just let me talk to them. But, it seems like modern games are a bit better with that, that they kind of yeah, more conceptualize. Context, like, yeah. More context-aware. But this game, it, it, it had... Uh, well, it was a clear case of be careful what you wish for, because you will talk to people just by bumping into them. Oh, okay. And uh, given the controls on my uh, Game Boy that I'm playing it on, I like to play with the analog sticks, so I do a little... <laughs> basically, I'll, I, I walk around like a drunk knight on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like weaving all over the place because my thumb won't stay in one spot because I, I usually play on my back, so my thumb is supporting the weight of the Game Boy, so when it's moving the analog stick, it is moving the whole Game Boy around a bit. So, so you're moving around like a, like a bit of a spaz, I guess. <laughs> I'm like Conan the Inebriated. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> So that's uh, my experience. Right. It's a it's a game. It's not all. So would you, game. as an RPG guy, would you say it's it's worth uh, an RPG fan's time, or would you stick with some some more of the you know bigger RPGs? Uh, if you thought you're pressing too many buttons in Dragon Warrior, then try this and see if you're uh, such a smart mouth after that. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, shall All we right. move on? Does anybody uh, have anything else they want to say? Nope. Let's talk about the uh, Feast for the Eyes, which is the uh, centerfold poster oh, yeah. for Castlevania Three: Jack and His Curse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Catherine, why don't you tell us what we're looking at here? <laughs> um, there's a castle 
in the background, but more importantly, there's some sort of warrior god. Um, he's got his back to us, and his back, you could call it rippling with muscles, I think. Mm. Is that accurate, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it looks looks good a lady, tell like, me. It's kind of like, like Brad, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. He's getting the job done, you know what I mean? <laughs> bigger. And then, of course, because we wouldn't want to be too subtle, he's got a big old sword that just happens to be dangling between his legs. And a whip. And a knife. And it, and it's sheathed for your protection. Right. Now, what it, now, what kind of clothing is he wearing here? Loincloth and some <laughs> sort of armor over the shoulders. Not Gotta, over yeah, the yeah. port veins or anything like that. Just over the shoulders. This is yeah. so rough trade. This is so completely <laughs> sexual. <laughs> yep. Ridiculous. So, so Catherine, are those, uh, are those calves doing anything for you? <laughs> you know, calves have never been of interest to me, but if I had to you know, pick some calves. These would be the ones to pick, I think. That back, though. Yowza. Yeah. And he's got some uh, gold bracelets as well. Thick thick gold bracelets. Oh, yeah, he does. It's not yeah. Very- <laughs> 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 oh, God. I can't uh, remember if this is Simon Belmont or one of his descendants. No. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a prequel, so it's before Simon's time. Is this Trevor yeah. Belmont? Yep. <laughs> okay. See, we know a little too much. Shouldn't be knowing those names. Then we have, um, but yeah, and there's bats flowing all over. He's obviously trying to approach Dracula's uh, castle there. We have what the Game Boy preview that they stash. They've started. It's been a recurring theme for the last uh, few episodes, a few issues. Now that now that Game Boy's on the market, so they go through the new Game Boy games. We want to, you know, kind of do a lightning round on the Game Boy games. Is that okay with everyone? Yeah, I got nothing all to right. say about this. So me. I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, yeah, Double Dragon. Uh, you know, it looks like a pretty good port over. I mean, obviously it's not a true port, but it looks like they did, like the graphics look pretty solid. Um, looks pretty true to the original. It's like a mobile version of Double Dragon in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wizards and Warriors, Fortress of Fear. Wizards and Warriors X. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> Fortress of Fear. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, Ben. All right. Yeah, uh, and it looks like we have another uh, muscular man. Yeah, look at that. Uh, in Almost identical, actually. Yeah, he's his twin cousin on page fifty-five. There, yeah, he's fighting skeleton warriors in this, and he's got this the snake venom on his, his sword. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, is that a? Oh, I think there's like deeper meaning to that. I think it's like you gotta get the poison out. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, it looks like uh, Fabio's distant cousin. The last time Fabio. when we go camping, I'm not sucking the snake venom out, no matter where I get bit. So. You say that now, but when it happens, <laughs> I know I can count on you, John. Look with, uh, a, you better... look, with a little shiraka sauce, anything is possible. <laughs> oh. I don't think I want sriracha sauce anywhere near any, any <laughs> open wounds. You know what I'm saying? No, you want to get John near there. That's when you need the shiraka. Sriracha? Sriracha? <laughs> sriracha? <laughs> what? It's, like, it's like an 80s, like, uh, an 80s hair like, band. Yeah, 80s hairband or like some sort of Pontiac we or something. Will, I don't know. We will Siraka. Yeah, the Pontiac, the Pontiac Siraka. Now in coop. <laughs> no. Right. No, with a CD player. It's, it, wait, wait. So it's it's Sriracha, right? Yeah, Am Sriracha. Okay, okay. Sriracha. Mm-hmm. Now, they got. Yeah. They had to like shut down the neighborhood where they make that because yeah. it was like 
Oh my god! Burning people's eyeballs, right? Yes. Such a scandal a couple summers ago because they moved their warehouse to a different neighborhood or their factory, and um, it was during the summer, and all their new neighbors started complaining that their eyes were burning out of their skulls and their faces, (laughs) because they actually like uh, processed the actual peppers on on location in the factory. Um, There was probably a little bit of nimbyism and a little bit of racism in those claims because after the homeowners were told to chill out, they did. Like, I don't think it was actually a big problem. Yeah, I would just, like, take my burrito and, like, stick it up in the air and just enjoy the spiciness. (laughs) That's very pragmatic of you. I don't know why everyone didn't do that. (laughs) You could just drive through the Just drive through the I might be constantly crying, but this burrito is damn tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes are just watering constantly. You're like, oh, this burrito is delicious. I can't help myself. (laughs) It hurts so good. The spicy neighborhood. (laughs) All all the college kids go there to to train themselves for a protest later. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> Legend uh, is is coming to Game Boy, which looks just like a port of Final Fantasy. Uh, now, there's a bunch of Final Fantasy Legend games, correct? And they are, they all have. That's like the mobile series for Final Fantasy, correct? Like the, when it says Legend, so. it's normally like yeah, a mobile until, game. Yeah, so until they uh, started porting the uh, the, uh, the 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 anthology series, like Final Fantasy One and Two for the Game Boy Advance. Final right. Fantasy 3 for the DS, Final Fantasy 4 for the DS, uh, and then the remakes for the PlayStation Portable and all that. So it did. Right, no, but th- there's Legend games that still come out. Like, that's the special. What? No, there is. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, there's like no, Final Fantasy Legends, don't. right? No, isn't it? They, don't, they don't come out anymore. No, they have Final oh. Fantasy Tactics and stuff, but not these games. Oh, are. I'm thinking Tactics. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, these games are awful. Like, okay. they're. <laughs> Yeah, this is not this is not their uh, Square Enix pre- developing these. Yeah, this is they they give us the B team or outsource this thing. If you know what yeah. you're doing, they're fine. But playing it on your own, like they will not, they won't give you a damn bit of help in okay. this game. Like it is frustrating, and it's it's kind of okay again if you have any idea what you're doing. Okay, if you're being helped. So. All right. No, I want to talk about yes. I want to talk about Wheel of Fortune. All right. And <laughs> and I want to know why they have five random like pictures of Vanna. It's supposed to just be like, like sli- it's supposed to be like a slideshow of her, I guess. There's yeah. something behind her though. It just looks like she's uh, completely lost her lost it and is just like flipping tiles in the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like well, we've got the yes. art department for Wheel of Fortune. I don't know. We've got these like uh, reference model sheets for. Uh, Vanna, let's just throw those in there. Okay. Lock, lock and Chase, which is a Pac-Man ripoff that even Nintendo Power and acknowledges that <laughs> Pac-Man fans will love this. It's like so. Detective Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> it says, get the loot and run before you get cornered by the cops. So you're not a detective, yeah. you're a bad guy. Oh, you're a crook. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got, you're like bad Pac-Man. Yeah. We got, we, got a, we got a Piderman game. <laughs> I love the last line and... in this. It's from LJN. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a warning? It's, <laughs> it's from El, like they didn't even mention most of the most of the developers in here, but that one they they definitely mentioned the publisher every time. <laughs> Just a warning, it's from LJN. And they have the you remember like uh, the screenshot uh, LJN toys. Like they're just letting like, you know it's LJN. Okay, you've been warned. Stay away. Anyway, Penguin Wars, is... which looks interesting as hell. Like I don't know what the hell that is, but a thought of like 
two penguin armies going at each other. That that Let's sounds like adorable. Let's tabletop dodgeball. Yeah, but I would imagine. I, like, I would. I just want like penguin armies fighting each other. Like that would be much more interesting than well, tabletop dodgeball. Yeah, we've seen them march. Now we got to see the battleground where they're meeting up. Right, with like Morgan Freeman narrating it. Like soon the I, I, we see the ice nice and pristine. Soon it will be red. <laughs> oh God. That's not a bad uh, Morgan Freeman you got there. I just try to channel Cleveland and do less nasal. Ah, uh, okay. Fair. <laughs> and a Dufresne uh, walked in on the table with his dodgeball and walked <laughs> through 500 miles of shit just to come out a winner on the other side. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I got to hand it to him. That was pretty damn good. <laughs> That's the only one I can do. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm skipping over the rest because none of this looks good. So, Factory, Paperboy, uh, and Ninja Turtles in F1. Done. Ooh, yep. I had that Paperboy uh, port. Yeah, I think I've played that too, actually. It's not. It's pretty solid. It's all right. Uh, let's see. When we get into the previews, uh, we don't really spend too much time on these because obviously they'll be covered in later issues. But uh, let's, oh, let's talk our way through. I was right. Trevor Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor! I yeah, I, I mentioned this briefly before about uh, Castlevania 3, but uh, this, this is probably my favorite cast, one of my favorite Castlevanias aside from Symphony of the Night because you can change characters. Trevor Belmont, Grant Dynasty. <laughs> that really sounds like a porn name, though. This sounds like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia's uh, uh, Frank's girlfriend. Shad Dynasty. Shady Nasty. I'm going to grant you the nasty. <laughs> that episode is really good. The Shad Dynasty episode. If you want to, if you want to, yeah. yeah. And then they have uh, Sypha and Alucard, which of course is yeah. Dracula spelled backwards. The power. We're not going to talk about that epic picture of him on page sixty. No, I think we should let Catherine describe what we're what we're looking at here. <laughs> yeah, but to the lady. What are, what are we looking at, Catherine? It's the one on page sixty. You said That's, yes. Okay. Yes. We're looking at the front of uh, the Dracula's Curse guy yeah, now. You finally get to see the front of the beefcake. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> it looks, everything is like as it should be on the front. They do some interesting shadow work. Yeah, there's some bulges that are, yeah, that are coming that out. Pointing out the cod piece a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, necessary. And actually, they don't even like match up with the shadowing. Like It doesn't need to be there. And you do wonder who their target audience is. Is it like straight guys? Is it aspirational? Is it that they knew how many gay gamers were out there before the rest of the world knew? Is it for women? <laughs> Baffling to me. Yeah. Well, we can just. I think it was just sort of the you know the the eighties uh, action hero stereotype. You know, you had the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan. Yeah. You had the uh, the Rambo's. In there, where they're all just like with the dong, with the highlighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun, the dong is so massive that it catches its own sun. Like I mean, <laughs> that's the Belmont family. That's the Belmont family's real secret weapon. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so. Apparently, yeah. Or maybe he has a couple cloves of garlic sta- like stashed in there. He needs that's the whip to Yeah, he keeps getting it. He keep all all the vampire bitches who keep trying to bite him there, so he has to have a garlic cod piece. <laughs> Being a man is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you look at that smile on his face. He's just throbbing with anticipation. 
He does look God. rather smug, yeah. It's like, you, yeah. you don't know what he's going to drive into Dracula, but you know it's going to be something. Goodness. <laughs> he's, in, he's, in, he's engorged with anticipation. <laughs> Uh, that word. All right. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Next game. Anything else? Next up. Oh, I just, um, I just want to say some okay. screenshots oh, oh. of this game make it look like uh, they should have called it Kick Assylvania because the uh, the power meter is a uh, oh yeah explode. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a Mario Brothers three levels. Yep. Yeah. Well, and this game, and this game is good. So I mean, at least they're not lying to and us. And it even so. mentions that it has a password system similar to Mega Man Two. Oh right! Get out your notebooks. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. You can kind of see it's got like a, a grid of uh, symbols rather than a ridiculously long hash code. Mm-hmm. All right, Next game Maniac up Man- is Maniac Mansion. Yeah, which is a classic. Do you guys? Did you get to play this growing up? Uh, no. no, I. <gasps> the only Maniac Whoa. Mansion I was familiar with was the TV show with Joe Flaherty and. Uh, I was surprised to see that there was no uh, mutated Uncle Harry as a fly. Then I realized, oh, well, the show really had nothing to do with the game then. Uh, well, I played this game many times growing up, and this game is a complete classic, and you guys really need to go and check it out. And I do Cat- recommend Catherine, using it. Catherine, have you played walkthrough. this? By your reaction, it sounds like you've played this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I haven't. I'm focusing uh, on how hard, at least I don't remember, but... I can't read this at all. The, the fonts and the background design, it's very 1990. Oh, yeah. It's oh. terrible, terrible typesetting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a neon yellow with the sort of off neon uh, question marks and exclamation marks It looks like the Riddler's, all over the background. It looks like the Riddler's vomit. <laughs> yeah, at the top of page 63, it's wild, it's weird, it's like... I What's going know. on, Tuna Head, down at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very painful that, on the that eye. Sounds like, that sounds like a Biff Tannen insult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it more in, uh, yes. in later issues. Yeah, this but, is a preview, uh, so let's not yeah, let's not dive too deep. But this, it's, I'll, All right, yeah. I will give it a look. I will give it a try because you're, you're, you're vouching for it, Ben, so I will... I am. I will take your word and I'll give this a try. It's a, uh, on it's to a, it's a LucasArts game, so it's worth a, a gander just for that. Yeah, on it's got Mission really Impossible. good uh, personality and uh, story in it, and uh, yeah, okay. we'll we'll get to it later. Right. The next thing is Mission Impossible, starring Emilio Estevez, apparently. Uh, yeah, and, and they're led by Matlock <laughs> <laughs> and Black Guy. Oh, can we talk about that mission? The first Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise, by the way. Because Emilio okay. Estevez was in that movie, and uh, yeah, it started off as like a. Oh yeah, he's on the team. top. He's the one that got, dies on top of the elevator. Right? He dies like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, I it's couldn't like, believe uh, it. It's like Steven Seagal in, in Executive Decision, where he dies. I like know, first, which is the best Steven Seagal movie ever because he dies so early <laughs> to it. All the trailers show Steven Seagal in it, like kicking ass and whatnot, and then you five minutes of the movie. We're not going to make it. No, you, you are. You are. Boom. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy you said was Matlock. That Jim Phelps, the character. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a drawing of the actor, right? Mm-hmm. So are the other ones. Never mind. It looks like there's Gillian Anderson, <laughs> who's not in the drawing. Maybe she's the scuba diver in the in the in the in the picture. Uh, Dana Scully had to do some work before joining the FBI. And then, <laughs> and then Max Hart. Uh, who's the Emilio Estevez guy? And then we've got Token Black, who's good with electronics. 
And then we've got uh, Steve Jobs as a master of disguise. Master of disguise. Wow, that is uh, on the and, nose right there. And like, and apparently not missing pancreatic cancer. So, oh. is, this ba- is this based on like the '60s TV show? Be, yes, because the Tom yes. Cruise one didn't come out until almost the uh, turn of this uh, millennium. Well, I didn't know if they had like a like a '80s or '90s like remake that I never heard of. No, this is this is this is based on the original TV. Definitely looking at it. Damn, it can't be because they didn't have like helicopters in use until like the seventies. Helicopters are from like the fifties, Ben. Not in like they, wide they, use. They, look at the they've okay, updated look at the it to a, update it to a, an Apache. Yes, but that like obviously they're using the idea of like the team in in like a more modern setting. All right, fine. So, uh, we, we so what you're the, saying is they're time travelers. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise. Like <laughs> Tom Cruise. That's why he always no, looks time... the same. Because yeah, it's always no, the same Tom... Cruise. No, Tom Cruise just goes into the Lazarus pit at the Scientology headquarters. Oh, and okay. just comes out rejuvenated. He gets, pur- All right. he gets purified of the Thetans. And uh, they're basically like the, the real version of free radicals. Purified in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the top thirty. Well, we see the exotic, well, we see exotic locations, and they talk about the canals of Venice, which right. is also another location for GoGo Thirteen. So hopefully, they don't bump into Duke Togo, or he'll dive kick them into oblivion. Yeah, uh, he's still trapped in a maze, three maze. <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about it. All right. <laughs> top thirty. Number one this month is Super Mario Brothers Three. Number two is Batman. Number I'm three Batman. is Super Mario Brothers Two. I'm number four, Mega Man Two, and number five, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Any uh, any shockers in the top thirty here? Nope. Uh, Magic of Shahrazad at fifteen apparently is better than uh, every other good game on here. Bad dudes, okay. bad dudes is still still there. I love bad still dudes. Hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, not much. Not much here. Uh, let's see. Counselor's Corner. All right, let's skip ahead to the counselors, which is the oh, best yeah. part. Oh yeah. Uh, well, wait. Right. We're not going to talk about the seductive sphinx, sphinx on page sixty-nine. <laughs> look at that thing! It's, it's like look at uh, that way that sphinx is looking at we, you. We talked about that guy before. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> I might not have been on that episode. I'm getting strangely aroused by that sphinx. I'm saying. Well, yeah, you're you feeling talk- locked up about yourself mostly. Yeah. <laughs> John, tell us about how, how what you're feeling now. You're looking at <laughs> Shadowgate and the Sphinx Room. He's got where did, t- where, <laughs> oh, where he's did got he touch the, you? The, Point the, to me on the doll. He's got that Burton Reynolds right. pose by the fireplace. Just like, hey, ah. you want to stroke my mane, don't you? Yeah, I do. You want to stroke something, um, else, don't you? And then we got the codename Viper like tip, which is what I was talking about, about those stupid fucking panels that keep turning around <laughs> with the enemies. <laughs> That pissed me the hell off. All right, anyway. Deep breaths. Okay. The game brought us Hitler Cop. I must love it. All right. Yes. Okay, okay now on to counselors. my favorite part of every digit of power, the <laughs> gameplay counselor profiles. These guys are amazing. Oh, my God. They just get worse. It's the, oh, <clears> God. It's like, it's, like, it's like watching a still picture version of every bad scene from Videodrome. Did they just drive to a trailer park and find four guys? Like, that's what I want it's, to know. It's like the same person, but every picture is, like, after how much meth they took. <laughs> it's like, it's the same guy. Yeah, progressively faces, more meth. Faces of meth. Uh, Before, after, after, definitely after. 
All right, so let's start with the most normal guy, Mike Snyder in the top left here. He's only got a mullet. He's, and, uh, he's living in the shadow of his big brother, D. <laughs> We're not going to take it. All right. Highest game score is finished Bionic Commando in one life. Finally, someone that says finish the game instead of solved it. <laughs> and it's his favorite game too. He's a, he's a he's a one trick pony, but he's a good he's a good guy. Yeah. So right. joined December nineteen eighty nine. Was this July August? Maybe they interviewed yeah. him right after he got hired. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean June right here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dean O'Connor. Oh my gosh, Dean O'Connor. He looks like he wants to pin me on the ground and take my lunch money. He is looks he like he's wearing a is hat he all the time, tooth? except for this like picture. Yeah, he's missing a tooth. I swear to God. He yeah, first it... one to finish Super Mario Brothers three, apparently. Wow. So it took him nice. like seven minutes instead of everyone else's fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, let's let's talk about Rich Richardson here. Oh, jeez. His hobbies are motorcycles. Wait, wait. His and name hard is rock. really Rich Richardson. Like, were his parents that lazy? Uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. Well, he didn't want to go by Dick, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> so his his hobbies are motorcycles, hard rock, tapes, and CDs. Yeah, cutting edge. And uh, he was the first counselor to finish your favorite game, Mike, Hudson's Adventure Island. Oh, yeah. I just love and, uh He is so creepy. I was going to say he looked creepy, but then I saw the next guy, so... <laughs> all, all gonna, hold on. All I'm going to say is that this guy, his eyebrows look like they spawned off of his mustache. The mol- he's got the mustache going on. He's he looks like he's got... He's got molested eyebrows. Mol- he looks happy. He looks, like a, he looks like a happy guy. I'll say that much. Catherine, can you can you help us describe the next one, the final the final one, Dane Emerson? I'm a lot nicer than you guys are. <laughs> Dane just needed actually. It's interesting what haircuts will do to your face because these haircuts are all so 1990, and if they even just shaved their head, they'd look so much more normal. It was a bad mm. time for hairstyles, and poor Dane really got the brunt of it. I think. I don't think hair was his biggest problem. He's got like those black Pablo Picasso eyes. <laughs> Dang, y'all vicious. <laughs> he's, got, he's got no You know what? I think that no might be lips. I think that might just be the the cuz look at Mike's eyes are kind of like that a little bit like I think that yeah. just be the, might be the way they printed this in I think his defense. It's uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I agree. He's got a stringy mullet. It's and no lips. He looks like a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> he well, he's the problem is he's like prematurely balding, so he's got but he's got no business going on the front. But he's trying to get a party in the back, yeah. and yeah. it's just not it's just not working either way. Just embrace right. the baldness; you'll look better. I mean, if he had shaved his head, I think it would have looked a thousand times better. Girls like bald guys. I mean, look at look at Patrick Stewart. That guy's swimming, and you know, you got to keep it high and tight. Yeah. So. Yeah, just steer into the skin. If your hair is going away, then just meet it at meet it at the pass and just you know just go into yeah. it. Go for that Bruce Willis look, or borrow some of Rich's extra eyebrow. This is know. this is this is just the look of a guy who's desperately hanging on to what little he's got. Anyway, I don't. Do you yeah, think there are any? Are there any guys like celebrities that can get away with like a mullet and still be attractive? Patrick Catherine, Swayze. do you think anyone? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the time, Patrick Swayze, I bet that Billy Ray Cyrus could get it when he wanted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. 
didn't do it for me, but I bet he did it for a lot of people. But hell yeah, Patrick Swayze, that's a good call. That was a good call. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Next up, now we're done oh, bashing the oh, poor one, counselors. One thing, uh, Catherine, did you ever meet any of the uh, the counselors on uh, uh, travels or uh, presentations or anything? I don't Catherine. think they were allowed within 600 feet of her. I'm supposed to be the asshole here. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Oh my god. All right. Sorry, yeah, Catherine. I them all the time. Anytime I was in the office, they were all, all of their cubicles were right outside of Howie's office. So, yeah. So, was it like a sweatshop where they're just like, oh, another fucking call about Zelda? Like, or were they actually like in good, in. <laughs> Good spirits Did most any of the time. Have chafing ankles where the chains were. <laughs> well, I'm I'm honestly Bad. curious to know how how like the gameplay counselors thing started. Is it did it just start out of necessity of like we're getting a lot of oh, yeah, communication like, from people asking if we need Howard needed help? to delegate. And I mean, so they eventually just formed or what? I think all of the above. I mean, obviously, it was like a good marketing tactic to have it. I don't have a definitive answer for that. Okay. Oh, what was this more just curious? But yeah, but so you remember, and they were all, I'm sure they were all nice to you as, you know, as family, and, and uh, I'm sure it was interesting hanging out with them. And I mean, did, did they ever just get sick of, did you ever, did they ever just sick of video games? Like, let's just do something that doesn't involve video games. Like, I can't imagine that being my job, like how, how that would, you know, I don't know. Was it more like, like a it's like a typical like call center type thing? Yeah, that's probably yeah. that's I think what it mostly. Well, it's not like they're sitting there playing; they're answering questions. Yeah, you're right. So, what? Uh, I mean, they must have had all the. How many would you say that there were? Was it like a big room, or was it like a small room, or like a lot of them, or a few of them, or like did they keep a small mm-hmm. amount in rotation, or did they just keep like a whole bunch of them all at the same time? I think not a ton. I think maybe ten or twenty. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I think. I'm wondering if, like, because I was Howie's daughter, if people, like, treated me differently. I'm just thinking about that now. And now, did you, did your dad ever, was he, or your stepdad, was he ever like, I don't want to see a video game for this entire, you know, vacation or whatever? Like, did he, did, did he kind of, like, did, did they have times when he, or was he kind of always, you know, somewhat involved with, with something video game related? Like, um, okay, so one thing that my mom and me and my sister will all scream at him for is that when we're on vacation, especially in a foreign country, and we've rented a car, he drives the car like he's playing a driving game. <laughs> what? Yeah. How well, does that work? It doesn't count if you hit foreigners with your car. It's like, it's like a yeah. high score. He drives off like, the road to take the shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> he drives like a maniac, and we all like get motion sickness, and it's crazy. And it's especially worse when he's working on a driving game. It's like trackable oh, for that. Yeah, <laughs> he really so took his work. <laughs> there, I mean, that kind of reminds me of like uh, the first time I, I went driving after playing Grand Theft Auto Three oh, for the first God. time, like five yeah. hours. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at like a red light, and I'm just like, "Well, why can't I, can I run just, this shit? Like, why, why am I waiting just, for the red light? <laughs> why can't I just drive over to the sidewalk and you know cut these people off?" I should be able to, you know, and I had to like stop myself and be like, hold on now. I, yeah. I can go through the park. <laughs> I killed three hookers the first week. I mean, plenty of room between me and those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I can kill the hooker and get the money back. It's, uh, it's just like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's how you get your bail money. 
<laughs> oh god. That's how you get a refund. <laughs> oh my god, are you guys vying to take over my position as the crass one? Uh, I think we're all just in that pit of despair at this point. Oh. So. This is not how you make a good first impression. I was counting on you two to be the saving grace. Well, we try to be nice and be like, hey, tell us about your podcast and other stuff. And now we're like, yeah, I'm killing hookers this weekend. We'll try, we'll try. Catherine had the opportunity to leave earlier on. She decided to stay on. She's stuck through. She's a trooper. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's wrap through the end here. I don't think there's too much for the rest. But let's, uh, I mean, there's what, some new games that are coming out as well. Cause Holy crap. Than they have a game called uh, Spot. I don't think they only had Cool Spot. That's the 7-Up. Like, yeah, it's the 7-Up game. I think. I think they just changed the name before they released it. No, they have a they had a Super NES game. Yeah. Oh, there's another there's another Seven Up game apparently, and there's this is like Connect Four. Yeah, there was Spot Cool Spot and uh, Spot Goes to Hollywood. Captain Captain Skyhawk, and the which is tomorrow. some sort of yeah, it looks like. And then there's uh, you know uh, Michael Jackson's favorite Little League Baseball Championship. Oh, and I had this game. Yeah. I have a small story to tell about it. So, please. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good game. Um, when you get a home run, like it shows like the the outfield and Hey, and, like, look uh, at Ben knowing a sports word. Yeah. All right. I had this game. And, and uh well, you saw it was, like the st- the stands, you know, and the, and the fans cheering. Mm-hmm. And then like um it's got like like a couple of like girls in the front and they're jumping up and down. Oh and, no. And like <laughs> so I was playing this with like my my uncles were visiting and uh <laughs> You know, it's all these like blocky, like, um, you know, images. Yeah. Like, oh, she's got some nice legs. Oh, <laughs> so your uncle's perved out on like an NES Little League Championship baseball game. All right, that's, right. that's great. That's great to know. Well, I mean, I don't now, think the fans were uh, underage. I think <laughs> now I see why he's playing this thing. Yeah. All right. Go. All right. Uh, spot. No, Dragon Spirit, the new legend. That sounds. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. looks, looks like another 1943 clone. Yeah, but yeah. with a dragon, so it looks like it's worth mm. playing just for that. It's like, and then we've up? got uh, from the from the hall of the hall of Mike's uh, loathed uh, game titles, Dungeon Magic, which yeah. <laughs> like oh, Sword of the Elements. Oh, uh, yeah, so. Dungeon Magic. It sounds like what that guy in your neighborhood practice showed all the kids. <laughs> yeah, the Fun Club. <laughs> Uh, anyway hey uh, look at page 79 we got a little picture of Howard wearing a blue tie for once Whoa. so okay Catherine I gotta ask did he have like uh, like a uh, like one of those rich people's places for their cufflinks but was it just bow ties like a pull-out, <laughs> like a pull out table and a humidor and <laughs> like a walk-in bow tie closet <laughs> yes walk-in bow tie closet exactly what I was imagining <laughs> No, they were not fancy at all. I think he's one of those dudes that, like, my mom had to dress him because, like, he really. <laughs> okay, were they clip on? Uh, no, they weren't clip on. Oh, okay. were... he was tying him oh, legit. Handsome Howard, keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. All right. So your mom's the reason he always looks so dapper. Uh, if he ever looked dapper, I'm sure my mother had something to do with it. Yes. Oh, he's nice. looking dapper as hell on page 79. That's yeah. true. That's true. That is a cute tie for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I don't think he. I mean, 
he can be a little bit obtuse sometimes. I don't think he knew it was going to become such a trademark. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, there's there, he he's like they've asked him like, why are bow ties so good? Like that was in like the the wrap up interview thing for last year. So I think he's decided at this point that it's going to be sort of his look as far as at least as far as Nintendo Power goes because he's he talks about the benefits of a bow tie and like the yeah. what, what was that in i forget that was eh, whatever yeah it was one of the earlier issues and he basically says it doesn't get in your soup yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh we got a preview the strategy guide ninja gaiden is going to be coming so we'll be skipping that because we don't do the uh the strategy mm-hmm. guide there's yep. not it's just that'll, one game that'll be so more, uh, that'll be more supplemental fun club Ooh, boy uh, and then we've got Adventures in Magic Kingdom coming, which I can't. It's shorts. like walking around, walking around oh, Disneyland that a game. game. It's a fun game. Okay. No Epcot okay. Center. That's Disneyland, not Disney World. There's there's a difference. Yes. And then there's Rad Racer Two, which is a From racing Korea. game. For some reason, mm-hmm. it's like the best like techno music like ever. No, you're thinking of oh, Top Gear. Oh, my bad, Top Gear. Because Top Gear, that music is amazing. We're looking at the the graphics and sound on the player meter, and it's a straight three across the board. No, Bad Racer does not have Top Gear's music. My bad. Got confused. This is is Bad Racer. You're forgiven, Ben. You're forgiven. Thank you. Uh, Then there's another racing game, Wizardry the Game. Oh, my gosh. This is like Dragon Warrior and oh, Nobunaga's look at that text. Dragon Warrior oh. and Nobunaga's ambition had like a a kid with, with a missing chromosome, and this is what it. Came out <laughs> uh, pinball Quest, yeah, all right. Arquista's Ring, uh, Wall Street Kid. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, see that my stock machine. This is Nobunaga's oh. ambition for the Western audience. It's like, hey, want to yeah. crunch numbers? Not really. How about if you make it's... money on Wall Street? Well, okay. <laughs> Drug wars in the Wall Street world. Uh, selling stocks, the Gideo game. What, look, look, where, look, where, look. where did we go wrong? Why do kids not want this game? Look at the stocks Jesus. they've got. Like AT&T, <laughs> Bethlehem, uh, Boeing, instead of Boeing, Centipede, uh, Carnivore, Kaufman, Exxon Rail, Fire Apple. Rattel Toys, Pen Pen Ma'am, Rattel Toys, Rebucks, uh, Strayhound, Teradyne, Xerox, YBM, and Yapple. Yapple, yeah, that's the oh best. Oh god! And and even then, hey. the play control is at a two. You're just <laughs> controlling a cursor, and the play control well, even then disappoints. Heavy, heavy shredding the snowboarding. cheese grating uh, simulator. Got yeah. the, the artwork here shows possibly a a boxer on a snowboard. Yeah, it's like it's like Clubber Lang's like snowboarding. <laughs> I pity the fool that don't hot dog like I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, of in the uh, previous Nintendo Fun Club, they mentioned that Howard was a real hot dog on the slopes. Is, <laughs> was that just hyper? Did he actually like do skiing and? And like, do it well. Did you ever get to see him in action? Yeah, he's he's pretty athletic, and also oh. doesn't uh, doesn't know how to stay safe. <laughs> so yeah, so he's a so renegade, dang- dangerous driver, and and, and yeah. you know, he's an adrenaline maverick. He's really, a gen- he's an adrenaline junkie. He kind of is a little bit. Yeah, now, has he tempered as the years have gone on? Is he is he a bit more uh, you know measured in his 
uh, advanced years, or no. he's still out. He's still out there living on the edge. That, he's still out there, heavy hard. shredding. He's just yeah. more out like, the hard Howie edge. He's yeah, just more likely go. to kill himself now. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, not slowing down. There you go. Oh my god, that guy, that oh my god, that guy's not gonna uh, that guy's not gonna flicker away. He's just gonna burn out. Well, be careful, <laughs> Howard. But you know, keep living the dream. That's what we would uh, have to keep say. rocking, Howard. You're a hero and yeah. an inspiration to us all. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't really care about anything. That's, oh, there's uh, like so there. many games of I don't. There's so many pages of I don't care here. Yeah, Battle Chess sounds kind of fun. I would, I would maybe play that. There's a, game called, there's a game called Silkworm, but it has nothing to do with insects or you know textile manufacturing. It's just like some <sighs> helicopter thing. Yeah, there's just a lot here. It's let's just get past it because yeah, I'm done. Nah. Oh, well, they have the Last Starfighter, which is a game based on a movie based on based a game on that doesn't game. exist. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Blah, blah, blah. All right, and then let's see the Nest Journal here. Talk about behind the scenes at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. They're talking about yeah, they went down to Lucasfilm. I don't know. There's I didn't. They talked really about Maniac much Mansion, which was a PC hit since 1987, and now scheduled for an NES release this fall from Jaleco. Okay. And they even talked about a TV show is now being planned, which is the only thing I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Which is much less popular than you think, I'm sure. And then for <laughs> the ah, that explains it. Maybe SCP. that's it. Yeah, there you go. Mm, yeah, clarity it. in it. And they've got uh, interviews with uh, four different racers here, and they just plug their uh, different games. It's got yeah, yeah that's Iron Man Stewart, which has the he has the good games, the ones that we enjoy, the Iron Man. Uh, yep. Truck games, and there's Al Unser Jr., Michael Andretti, and Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott being NASCAR, and uh, Unser Jr. and Andretti being open wheel racing. And they're just plugging their different. There's nothing in here that's really that interesting. I looked through it trying to find anything. They did say they strapped a helmet to Bill Elliott's head and, to get a better perspective on how to make a NASCAR game. But I don't, I don't like for a Game Boy. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's going to work. Like your Game Boy realism <laughs> for NASCAR racing, but whatever. Yeah, the real. Uh... The real treat is the Nintendo Power Fest of 1990. There we go. Where, uh, well, as we get to see in the uh, in the uh, bottom right, we finally get to see Ben Smith again. Like the mm-hmm. little, little Ben, the friend of the Batman, got a, mm-hmm. a chance to hang out with this, the Ben Smith. Yeah, the go. game counselor, Ben Smith. The game counselor. He looks a little confused in this picture, but I'm pretty sure that's just bad photography. He's like the king of the game counselors. So and we get to see them on a. Uh, we, they're at a panel answering questions on the Super Stage show. So like, mm-hmm. this is the chance for the counselors to just shine. This mm-hmm. is their moment. Um, they, they get to see what it's like to be Howard. I'm really glad to see that they are maintaining the uh, wardrobe of the uh, silver spacesuit jackets uh, <laughs> for everybody. And then let's talk about these hats that the semifinalists are wearing. The NWC. It basically looks like an NWA logo. Yeah, um, but it's reversed like Nintendo colors. with controllers is. is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say the uh, the acronym. So, all right. Look at that kid's pretty banging Batman shirt, though. I'd wear that. Look at that thing. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't tuck it in like he did. That was a bad call, but I mean. The shirt's pretty cool, I guess. Does he have like another shirt tucked into his pants, like hanging out in front of him? I think it's a towel. Like it is. No, it looks. Where like is that yeah. tucked like in, though? Jacket. 
Is there? Wait, are those? It does jeans? look like a towel. Yeah. A towel? He's got a it's towel because his, his hands were sweaty from the gaming. He's got a towel yeah. in his jeans pocket. Mm-hmm. No, that's smart. You go to a video game competition, your hand gets sweaty, you get nervous, you get a towel right there. Don't forget mm-hmm. your towel. <laughs> and look at the uh, off-brand Mario clip art on page 91. It's kind of like... That looks legit. Yeah. So what can you tell us about the... Uh, you said you went to the World Championships, right, Catherine? Yeah. So I went to... It was at Universal Studios in Los Angeles, and I think it was the finals. Okay. Do you guys know anything about this? I might have, like... It's interesting because it says that... It, here it says the National Nintendo World Championships in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Pro- I mean, they probably had a bunch of these, so, I mean... Yeah. You know, these says semifinalists, so this must be the semifinals. They're having pictures yeah. of them, and then the finals will be in Orlando, is what they're saying, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember, like, what time of year we were there or anything like that. But I do remember feeling like it was a huge deal. Like, we didn't see Howie the whole time because he had to make all of his TV appearances and stuff while we were in L.A. And and you mentioned those jackets, the silver jackets. We have a purple one. I don't know if there's, like, a ranking system according to colors, but I know that that ours is that, like that's the king the Mace, jacket. That's the Mace Windu jacket right there. Yeah. <laughs> Grandmaster yeah. Wizard purple jacket, yes. Purple's the color of royalty, you know, yeah, like historically, because it yeah. was the hardest, the hardest dye to make. So of course they gave that right. one to, to to Howard. That makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Let's see. Any... The, the last sentence here was pretty great. It says, "There's a magic show, a power pad demonstration presented by Reebok, the Nintendo Fruit Snacks video booth where participants can <laughs> purchase a video of themselves dancing to a Super Mario Brothers rap and a lunch Whoa. for parents to relax while the rest of the family sees the show. Daddy's going to drink. <laughs> yeah, like, do they have alcohol at the lounge? <laughs> or do I have to bring it in myself because I'm very right. capable of bringing it in myself? Uh, the video right. rap, do you... Oh my god, did you, did you get to check out this video rap? Because, oh my god, I got to hear what... I don't think she she seems kind of hazy, like on that she just kind of remembers being there. I don't think she remember. <laughs> Is she the one that brought the liquor along because she didn't want to be one with all the nerds? <laughs> yeah, I was an alcoholic when I was a kid. That's how much I hated <laughs> video games. <laughs> That's where it all started, you know. Yeah, going wrong. Yeah. The root of exactly. everything. Oh my goodness! Even more previews on the next page. Yes, I mean, it's it just like, yes, yeah. that's that that that's what drove her to her. Uh, that's what's going to drive her to her second podcast. How it got in your glass. <laughs> all right um i don't think there's okay else. can we move on and talk about the players poll please do you guys mind yes no skip over that stuff it's all droll i mean we'll, we'll get to that stuff in later issues yes. i'm sure i got stuff they well, come they, back around like four or five times well the pack watch i got uh i like okay. the fact that they have okay. street fighter 2010 the final fight oh, yeah i so, enjoyed so that we're, we're not going to see another street fighter game Oh my gosh! <laughs> There's so much more to tell. I mean, I bet they could even make a movie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let's on see. to the players' yeah, poll. Little Nemo, just yeah. uh, you know, being Little Nemo. Destiny of an Emperor, which is uh, Dragon Warrior meets Nobunaga's Ambition, apparently. Oh, no thanks. Yeah, and then uh, we get to see Solar Jetman. The first screenshot of him, he looks <laughs> a complete total doofus. He's uh, like, I'm a hero. It's like Master Higgins in space. <laughs> and then we've got Hitler Cop from Bandai, it looks like, down there in the middle. Yeah, he's coming, yeah, he's coming back. Like, he faked his death in uh, 
in, in uh, yeah, Codename Viper. He faked his death in Codename Viper. He just, just like the Vatican, like whenever a cop misbehaves, they just transfer them to another precinct. <laughs> okay. All right, players pulled. Like players the, pulled. Well, the, uh, the, the clip art here is ah! the Silver Surfer talking about uh, his own game for a change. Which is a, a refreshing thing, but then just to show you that they're that they're going back to form, we have a disembodied football helmet. Not talking about football at all, but Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade, because you know, st- got to stick to themes. And then a weird. Yeah, I don't know, I, John. I don't know if you know this about Mike, but he's he's incapable of skipping any content in these issues. Apparently. <laughs> well, there's so much. Like we got this weird uh, bird. I know he's from Doctor Seuss. And he's telling us yeah. about Greek Olympics, and it says they're producing a game called Caveman Ugg Olympics. You know, that sounds like <laughs> something Rocky and Bullwinkle would be showing. <laughs> you got it, Mike. You just got to let them write it out. Get out of a system. All right. I'm good. All right. All right, Mike. All right. Players poll. Okay. All right. Players poll. Third prize. We've got the brand new uh, Nintendo Power shirts designed by a fan. So I hope that is actually true. And um, it's got Howard like Mullen, it. of course. <laughs> so on the front, uh, it's got a, a logo with the Nestor inside of it on like a short pocket area. And on the back, uh, it's got Nintendo Power logos and a bunch of other logos about different portions uh, of the magazine. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy <laughs> for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. All right. Yeah, it's not a jersey anymore. It's a shirt. It's a collarless sort of button-up shirt. It's... it's I don't know why and you wouldn't have a collar on that shirt. It's kind of like a polo without a collar. Look so him. second prize is the... He, he loves the camera, and the camera loves him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second prize. Uh, this is pretty cool. You get a rare game cartridge. Yeah, these are super the, uh... collect. These are super... These mm-hmm. are like one of the hardest... Like, when you're on the, the collectible market, they only made, you know, like 50 of each of these. So, like, if... Uh, the people that collect complete sets of Nintendo games, if you have one of these, like you can, I've seen them go for like thousands and thousands of dollars. It's from the Nintendo World Championships uh, game card used in the competition, basically. And yeah. it has like 25 of those, yeah. But nothing compared to the first prize, though. Mm-hmm. Grand prize uh, for one winner Nintendo Power Vacation to Orlando, Florida. Win a trip to the NWC Finals in December. So it says nice. grand prize winner will also take home a one-of-a-kind gold-plated NWC game cartridge featuring Super Mario Bros., Rad Racer, and Tetris, the same program used in the NWC. And then they so, get yeah. to uh, go see attractions when in Orlando. So you get the same game that Sam Palace gets. You just get to go and watch everyone play it at the championships. So. Right. Well, the first, the all right, and that's... Silver. This one's gold, so that's, that's pretty boss. Well, no, they're all gold. I thought the, I thought the, uh, the no. second place was yeah, they're silver. All... They're all gold. So. Uh, no, the, no, the first prize is gold. It's the only one that's gold. Yeah, that's why he says one of a kind okay, gold. Gold plated. It looks gold in the other one. Oh, whatever. Yeah, the but they didn't mention them being gold. Okay. All right, well, and then finally in the back. The yeah, right? Finally in the back, it's got uh, an advertisement for people to go hit up the Power Fest 1990, go for the fun of it, and it's got various photos of people enjoying themselves at an event. And an inflatable Luigi that looks like he's hitchhiking. <laughs> ah, well, Catherine, you made it through an entire. I, I'm actually amazed that you stuck it through the entire. Uh, I'm very impressed. Two, yes, yeah. So, a round of applause for uh, for Catherine. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. 
And of course, uh, everybody, please go check out her podcast. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, it's how it got in your mouth is where you can find her. Right? Is there anywhere else you'd like? To, uh, anywhere else anyone can uh, reach out to you, or just do it through the how it got in your mouth portal? Is that would that yeah. be? We've got a website and the Instagram and the Facebook, and I'm on Twitter at Catherine Spires, so I'm very reachable. Cool. Should anyone need me? <laughs> You're gonna get flooded with a You're bunch of that. Howard. Yeah. You're gonna get flooded You're with at least at least thirty, do- <laughs> at least two dozen listeners. That's right. Yes. As many as. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our program. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, being a good sport through it all. I know what we can be have some uh, man humor in this, and uh, so I appreciate you being a good sport for that and answering our questions. Oh, you haven't listened to their podcast, like. The, the, they might be two girls, but they're just as uh, down and dirty as we are. Like, so it's trust like me, two girls, their, one their podcast. podcast is a, yeah, <laughs> two girls, one podcast. <laughs> oh, that video will never leave. Have me, my but, attention. Um, no, they're they. Yeah, it's about food and everything, but they they make plenty of jokes, and uh, I will vouch for it. Like it, it is definitely in the vein of our podcast. Uh, Fair enough. I'll have to check you, it so, out. Then. Yeah, go check it out. It's worth your time. You'll I'll enjoy it. Roster. Mm-hmm. Thank you right. so much. And Mike, where can they find us in between uh, episodes? You can find us on the Facebook page. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at GetThePower88. You can also find us on uh, uh, Google Play Music. Are we yeah, out of that? Yeah. Yeah. We? Stitcher, Pod. Yeah, I use yes, Stitcher, Stitcher. Uh, Podbean, uh, the random <clears throat> Blackberry one, <laughs> Nobex Radio. Novex you Radio. Go. You remember yeah. that one, but not the, uh, not Stitcher. Yes. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if we were on it or not because I didn't do it myself. I, I use Stitcher, so yes. I'm the one that signed us up on Stitcher. Good. Um, and uh, you, you can, can also have, find Mike on his other podcasts, the Technobabble podcast. We talk about science, technology, the applications of it towards uh, either humanitarian efforts or just making neat, interesting gizmos. And we discuss the uh, the possibilities in the uh, the good, the bad, and the silly. And I also just recorded another episode of Hear Me Podcast, a Game of Thrones podcast. Nice. All right. I will go ahead and close it out then. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. I'm John. And now you're playing with power.